just like and I, I, I want to point out that the this man has just found out that his best friend could be in mortal danger, and his first move when given the chance is to dirty me. immediately. <laughs> Like immediately, this doesn't man. miss a beat. Doesn't even think about it. He just instinctively goes into. Well, you know, he was. You know, he had the two times. You know. Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Ready. Happy New Year, and welcome back to MCMF, the comic book podcast where I try to get you, dear listener, into the wonderful world of comic books uh, by making my friends read those comic books. My name is Marcus, Mr. Summers, if you are nasty. Joining me on this episode, coming back after a, a few months away, I, it, it was a, I thought you had been on sooner, but it's, it's been since August, uh, but coming back yep. uh, to tag back in on the irredeemable Ant-Man, it's Will. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. How are we doing, folks? Happy New Year. Uh, All that, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. So you wanted to do this. You came to me with this one. Yes. Because uh, you wanted to talk about known piece of shit, Eric O'Grady. Yes, legendary. Probably one of my favorite comic book shit hits. Just, just overall, um, just not worth the paper he's printed on. <laughs> Which, uh, by the end of this, I will officially reveal my uh, my my idea of how I think they can bring him back. Because I think they are going to bring him back into the fold as a, a mainline character sometime soon. Yeah. Um, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Let's, uh, we gotta we gotta get to know this absolute bastard. <laughs> just, just to- like this book is called the Irredeemable Ant Man. This subtitle is the world's most unlikable superhero. He is designed like, for you to look at and go, God, this guy sucks. And I think the thing that really kind of struck me with the reason I wanted to read this so bad when I first read it the first time is that it's so rare to have a superhero that's just a capital B bad person. Yes. That isn't like that isn't like a villain. Because he's bad, but he's not like, you know, he's not committing war crimes and shit. He's got some standards. You know, or that or a guy that's not like an asshole that they try to redeem and make him like lovable. You know, because yeah. there's no, no, no. Because no. even when his like bit of redemption, like his growing as a character, he's still a dick. Like he's still like yeah, still sucks. He, he's just still just like not a good person. Uh, and he, like we will get to it. The catalyst for why he you know? realizes, like, man, I really should like do some fucking self reflection. Um, so th- this is. Uh, and I will. I will say this. Um. I did not realize this until I asked to read this book. I know that, like, I do it, and I think some of the other listeners do too, is that if you're, if the show covers something that I haven't read, I'll kind of read along and kind of look at it. So if you're doing that, I have to apologize in advance. Phil Hester does do the, the art of this book. Say, it's, our, it's our pal Phil Hester. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have found our way back to Phil. <laughs> very sorry for it. Um, yeah, this was a... Uh... Done by Robert Kirkman of The Walking Dead and Invincible fame. Um, I think this is coming off of was he was Invincible still running here? This is two thousand six. I'm pretty sure it was. 
Like, so he, I think he might have been doing these, like, concurrently. Um, and I know, um, I know Walking Dead definitely had. Oh, yeah, Invincible Ran until 2018. Damn, really? Yeah, she ran 15 years. That's crazy. Ran 15 years, and then immediately he signed the deal with Amazon to do the show. Which just. King shit. King shit. (laughs) I am going to get paid. Off this shit somehow, some way, um, you know. And so, Robert Kirkman comes in uh, to Marvel to do this, uh, and you know, this is uh, the story of uh, the of Eric O'Grady, the third Ant Man. Uh, please hold, uh, listener. Somebody is knocking at my door. I'm gonna. I'll edit this out. Uh, sorry about that. This is the story of uh, Eric O'Grady, the uh, third Ant-Man. Um, which, you know, Ant-Man is not a character I think that people think of as in these, like, legacy terms. Um, but it was Hank Pym, and then Hank Pym became Yellow Jacket, and that was that. Uh, and they bring in Scott Lang. Scott Lang dies in uh, Avengers Disassembled. Just gets fucking blown up. Uh, and then they're coming up with a new Ant-Man and Eric O'Grady through shenanigans takes over the role Um, and he's just like a pile of shit yeah Um, he's just a shitty person a really bad guy just like uh, imagine the worst guy you can think of like the worst person you could think of like to work with like a dude that you would see at work and go fuck I can work with this fucking guy today man now take that it, guy I, and make I, him worse. <laughs> and like, not to understate it, this mantle is one that is held by Scott Lang, who is a career criminal before becoming Ant Man, and Hank Pym, known domestic abuse, <laughs> a domestic abuser. It, it's just like to be Ant Man. Like a qualification is to have done something shitty at some point. Lang, I so think, just, is it, the least shitty because he's just stealing. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Whatever. You know, he's just yes. stealing. Like it ain't, it ain't that bad. But like, for him to be in that room and then still be like, "Yeah, you're, you're the, you're worst the worst guy in this room." <laughs> yeah, like listen, fucking Hank Pym backhanded his wife, who's a beloved superhero. But you, I don't know about you, fella. <laughs> you, you suck. Um, Which before all the Hank Pym defenders start getting up in arms. I know that it originally happened because it was a miscommunication between the artist and the writer. But you know what? Marvel's never fixed it. So it's still fucking canon. Yeah. The band's still also, like, like, if you go back and you look at that issue, he's like, he's like screaming at her the whole time. He's like, get the fuck yeah, out of here, Jan. You suck. Like, he's just being a dick to her and then he hits her. So, like, it's like, not, even if, like, the hitting her thing wasn't a thing, uh, Still doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Uh, he, he still is at the very least verbally abusing his wife uh, because he's high on pin particles. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into this. First things first. I love about this book. I love this logo. Yeah, it's really good because it's it's the letters Ant Man, like the words Ant Man spelled out, but they're. Um, if you look in the corner, they're written out small, and it's casting the shadow, which I think is a very, very clever way to do that, and kind of get the point of the character across. 
Uh, he's standing on a pile of supervillains on this cover, and it says, 23 supervillains and not one wallet! <laughs> Which, Which yeah. first of all, one of those hands is either Galactus or a Sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking... Fing Fang Foom's over there, the Super Scroll, Loki, Modoc. He's standing on Doctor Doom. You know, Thanos is down there. The Rhino. <laughs> but that kind of sums up the character. Like, he hypothetically did all this and was just like, where's my money, man? Somebody pay me. Also, the idea of Rhino carrying a wallet is hilarious. Also, where would he put it? Where would he put it? But also, I, it's dawning on me that the Rhino should be played by Rhino, the wrestler. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Uh, it's a big, sturdy man. It, it could work. We just need... Uh, something that's fun to... <laughs> we just need Paul Heyman standing off to the side. Gar! Something that's hilarious to think about is that... Uh, Originally, I don't know if it's still the case, but originally the rhino suit was bonded to his body. So yes. He take it off. <laughs> Which means that for him to live a, a semi-normal life, he'd have to wear clothes. So just imagine the, the rhino in full suit and just jeans. <laughs> jeans and a polo. <laughs> the rhino going to court. He's got a big, he's got an NBA draft <laughs> suit on. You know? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, the rhino gets pulled over by the police and he's just sitting there driving a car. Uh, but this issue opens with a, a a woman being mugged, and the robber is like cartoonishly evil. He said, "You want to give up the purse before or after I take a look at what else is on the menu?" Yuck. Yeah. Uh, and if you scream, so help me. If you scream, I promise I'll have enough time to stab you before I make a run for it. Uh, and then suddenly, he uh, he starts getting his ass kicked. He doesn't see by who or by what, uh, but he falls to the ground with a thud, and Ant-Man is standing there, and he says, uh, he holds the woman's purse, he says, go ahead, take it, it's yours, I didn't put a bomb in it or anything, I, I'm Ant-Man, I get really small, uh, the thing is, I'm still just as strong when I'm small, so I was able to use leverage to, too much information, too much information, I thought so, how are you doing? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm fine now, uh, you saved my life, I don't know how to thank you. I got an idea. How much you let me buy you dinner later? I don't really. Are you serious? Um. Okay. I guess. Good. Let me check Crockett's Grill over on Seventeenth. It's a uh, eight o'clock. Unless Crockett's is too fancy. It's like no. Sure. I I know where that is. Um. How will I know who you are? Uh. I'll be the one in the Ant Man costume. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's that is a Phil Hester face if I ever saw one. Jesus Christ. Arguably the <laughs> Phil Hester face. <laughs> Uh, like, you know how DreamWorks faces a thing? Mm -hmm. This is that. Uh, so six months ago, on a S.H.I.E.L.D. Hel helicarrier, we see a group of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents uh, sitting and playing poker. I, I don't know if I've ever said this. I love the S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform. It's so... It gets, it gets the point of who these dudes are across, like, right away. And one thing I love about it is that there's so little... Even as you get to like higher ups, like Fury, Maria Hill, and Dumb -Dumb Dugan, um, like Dum Dum, like they, it, there's very little like very modification to it, right? You know, it gets the point across for sure. Um, so these guys are just like betting on a game and talking about how they think Nick Fury is an urban myth. 
They're like, we've never met him. He's like, well, I heard the guy's voice once. Yeah, but like, you can fake a voice. Uh, it's like, it's like, uh, how cool would working for Shield be if we knew it was run by old fat guys in suits to sit around tables and talk? Not very. That's why they invented this one-eyed Superman. We think we're working for the coolest guy on earth. Like they're just this is actually like a very realistic conversation, I think. Because if you worked for Shield and you had never met Nick Fury, you would absolutely think that like that dude does not exist. Especially yeah, 100%. Like, like Hasselhoff Nick Fury. God, that guy does not exist. Like, this dude is made up. Like and he has little to no reason to ever actually talk to the rank and file. Yeah. And like, also because he's supposed to have been in all these like historical events that he could not have possibly been there for? Like, what do you mean right, which, was in World War II? Which, you know, something that's funny about that is that I think they explain that he does some wonky shit to not age. They never explain why Dum Dum doesn't fucking age. <laughs> Dum Dum's just still there, still 40. <laughs> like, Nick Fury is supposed to be older than Aunt May when Aunt May is an old lady. Yeah, like... This man had a fucking comic that ran during, like, was supposed to take place during fucking World War II with Captain America. And it's not even, like, sliding timescale, because they'll reference, he was like, yeah, yeah, during World War II. It's, what? Yep. How are you here? Like, Logan is just old, right? Logan is just older than Dick, but he's, he just ages really slow. All right. Yeah. I can accept that. How are you here, Nick Fury? He's just, uh, you know, shit. Also, this is uh, the point in the show where I uh, tell everybody that G.I. Joe started out as a project uh, where Duke was supposed to be Nick Fury Jr. What? <laughs> and Cobra was supposed to be Hydra. Holy shit. <laughs> How have I never seen that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe was originally supposed to be a Marvel property. It was supposed to be... Um, it was supposed to be... Nick Fury's son uh, and then I, I, the deal just fell through and it became its own thing but yeah that's the origin of G.I. Joe it's S.H.I.E.L.D. this is like when uh, this is like when I blow people's minds about uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Daredevil connection oh like the hand and the foot yeah and that uh, the, uh, the the truck of chemicals that blinds Daredevil is the yeah. same truck that spills the chemicals into the sewer and shit god damn Eastman <laughs> that kind of rules actually it does um, what rules less is Heavy Metal 2000, also written by, by Eastman. Oh, hey, man. 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. He is just the Ninja Turtles guy, and that's all that I will acknowledge. That's, you know what? Being the creator of the Ninja Turtles, just being that, great thing to hold your head, you know, like, the, to, to hold your, hang your hat on, you know? Yep, yep. Uh... Uh, so they all finish the game, uh, and one of the guys goes, Hey, uh, we'll settle up tomorrow, Mitch. Uh, and, um, oh, Chris does that. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're good for it. Eric, give me your money tonight. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, you forget your one debt for one week, and you're marked for life. You're a shark, Mitch. You only get one to mess up with me once, rookie. Don't forget that. Uh, and he's... <laughs> Uh, one guy goes, Mitch, you got some special trick. How do you always get so lucky? He says, oh, I cheat. 
I, 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 you guys are not, I, I'm not beating you fairly. I am a cheater. Um, and so we cut away to Hank Pym's lab, uh, and he's working on a new suit. Um, and, uh, he's like, yeah, I can get to my own room on my own. Janet will be furious to think I was actually starting to get, starting to miss this stuff. Uh, the next morning, uh, Chris and Eric go off to their uh, their posts on surveillance. Which you want to talk about the most boring job at Shield? It's got to be this. Jesus, because they serve they surveil everything. Like they're just sitting here watching these screens all day. Um, and one guy says, uh, "O'Grady and McCarthy, almost late. O'Grady, you've got a warning already. I'm, I'd have to demar- I'd hate to have to demarry you." Agent McCarthy, do yourself a favor. Stop letting this one bring you down. So one thing I want to point out is that this book definitely wants you to think that Chris is the main character. That Chris is. But if the book was not called The Irredeemable Ant-Man, I think I would believe that. But Chris seems like a pretty okay guy. Yeah, and not only that, like, one thing that I like about Chris is, like, Chris is a good guy, but Chris actively sticks up for Eric. Yes, like, his response to that is, on time is on time, sir. There's no varying degrees. We're here and we're ready to work. Like, and he's not even the subject of that conversation. Like, right. he just makes a point, like, hey, listen, we're still here on time. Back off, you know? Yeah, we're here. Fuck off, man. Uh, and this woman walks by. Uh, Eric greets her. Hey, morning, Veronica. Just Eric. <laughs> <laughs> My note on that is, this is just WCW in 1997. <laughs> she definitely said that man's name like it was a slur. That's anybody greeting Bischoff. That's... This is Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, "We still on tonight for tonight, Chris." He says, "Wouldn't miss it for the world." And Eric just stares at him. He looks like such a fucking hater. He looks so mad. God. Back and like the- Eric, Eric has very prominent uh, mutton chops, so it makes every facial expression of his look so much funnier. <laughs> he looks like Banshee. I realized this later. He looks like a young yeah, Sean Cassidy. Yeah, he does. Um, which, if you remember, Sean was, uh, he was like Interpol or some shit, so it tracks. Uh, so back at Pim's lab, he's standing there with uh, with four S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and he's like, look, you guys know who the fuck I am. Ant-Man, Giant-Man, Goliath, Yellow Jacket, former Avenger. I've been contracted by S.H.I.E.L.D. to develop a new Ant-Man, and one of you is going to be him. Uh, we just need one of you to test it as an audition for the position. Let's get started. Uh, in the cafeteria, uh, Chris and Eric are talking, and he's like, hey, I didn't know you had a thing for Veronica. When did that happen? He says, I thought everyone had a thing for Veronica. She asked me out yesterday. Why do you ask? Are you jealous? He's like, yeah, dude. Of course I'm jealous. She says, well, what happened to that girl you were seeing from weapon storage? She was cute. Kirsten? It was an ancient history, pal. That's been over for at least two weeks. Sorry to say, I probably lied to her one too many times. Plus, I sold the mess guys some pictures of her. This dude is the worst. Which is nuts. Which is, Which nuts. is fucking nuts, dude. Like, <laughs> I want to point out, this is 2006. Like, leaking news isn't even a thing in people's minds yet. And this guy's just like, hey, you want some pics? Of the-? Like, and also, the internet's on the thing, so these are probably like physical Polaroids. I was just saying, these are like... Selling. 
These are, he doesn't have a computer we don't see. These, he took these and got them developed. <laughs> he went to the fucking CVS. <laughs> <laughs> went down to Eckert's and they got these fucking pictures developed and just sold them to the guys at the mess hall. I'm remembering a story that I really wish Manny was here to tell because it's his story. But uh, do, you, do you know the story I'm thinking of when he? Uh... I think so. <laughs> so Manny used to work in a store uh, that would, uh, you know, you could go get your photos developed, and this woman <laughs> comes in to, to do it, and like he's trying to show her how it comes up, and it's just dudes, just right there. Like oh, okay, he's like, ah, Manny has the the highest collection of funny work stories. Like <laughs> yes, yeah, easily. <laughs> like the story about when he worked in the um in the movie theater and that woman would come in every like once a week to watch one of the m- old movies in the theater yeah. uh, and she would sit uh, like the movies that no one would go and watch and she would sit in the middle of the aisles and beat off just insane, insane <laughs> they had to get the carpet replaced after that oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that one <laughs> oh shit! Uh, if the, like I'm cutting that story short, and I'm really underselling it. So ask next time Manny's on, I'll ask him to tell that story in full. Yes. Holy um, shit. Uh, but <laughs> next night in Eric's room, uh, fucking he and Chris are just in there playing Xbox. No. <laughs> just in there playing NFL 2K5. I played Fable or some shit. <laughs> Fusion Frenzy. You know? Uh, and so Eric, uh, or not Eric, Chris runs off to, he's like, hey, shit, uh, I don't want to be late to my date. I gotta go. And so he goes and he sees Veronica. He's like, admit you thought I stood you up, didn't you? And she's like, well, yeah. After our last date, not a chance. It's like, uh, did you talk to Eric yet? It's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of forced me to talk to him. Also, this is... I feel like the only panel where we see it, but they draw Veronica with a fucking dump truck. Yeah, they do. Like, this is like a, this is a fucking Gynax woman. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, she got the thing on her, for sure. Uh, and he's like, she's like, uh, well, I knew you kept putting, you'd keep putting it off. How'd he take it? It's like, well, I told him that tonight was our first date, figured that would make it easier. I mean, he has asked you out, what, four times? She said twice. If it had been four times, I would have transferred. <laughs> Which gives you an idea of how uncomfortable Eric hitting on her makes her. <laughs> it's like he keeps doing this. He's just like, like he will not stop. Uh, he says Eric's a good guy. He's just terrible with women. I think it's a respect thing, as in he doesn't. I would argue like, that makes him not a good guy. Yeah, yeah, that is one of those things that like. When you read that as a guy in like your early twenties, you're like, "Oh yeah, I know that exact guy." And then you read that like five years later, you're like, "Oh, maybe." Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, that's not. Because uh, I, I think I read this. How old was I? I think I read this ten years ago. I think I read this in like 2013. So I remember thinking like, "Hmm, this guy seems like he sucks," <laughs> but like I yeah, know that yeah. I know this guy, and it's like, "Oh, I knew that guy." Seems um, bad. <laughs> and Veronica's like, okay, we should stop talking about this. This is getting very mean. <laughs> like, she, she's a polite enough person that she doesn't want to sit and shit talk him, even though he makes her deeply uncomfortable. You know, which says a lot about her, frankly. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, yeah, I walked past the evil Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man. It's like, well, that's just a rumor. And he's not even Iron Man anymore. Health reasons or something. I should add, this is happening, like, in the lead-up to Civil War. Like, Civil War is happening, the war is ending around this time, actually, now that I think about it. I think Civil War had already happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... Ending. No, no, no. No. So, what it is, is when they when they flash forward to Ant-Man, Civil, Civil War has already happened. happened. Yeah. It, At this yeah. point, it's, it hasn't happened yet. Because it's like right. in, in media res. And so they're just talking about, like... They're just, talk, again, talking about, like, mysterious rumors and shit. Uh... And, uh, it's like his, he, this guy looks like Tony Stark, but the top of his face is melted. It had to be him. So this is, what does that look like? It's like, his face? Nasty. Like Freddy Krueger. She's like, I don't know who that is. How? These are people like, in their 20s in 2006. How has she never seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Take that out of it. I'm pretty sure 2006 is when Freddy vs. Jason, Jason is coming out. Yes. Like, I knew So, like, Freddy he's actively... Was. He's actively on movie posters and shit. Like, <laughs> she does not own a TV. Um, uh, but they, they just talk. And it's very... It's, like, very sweet. They very much want you to think Chris is the main character of this book. Um, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, he says, gosh, if only there was something we did together that we were really good at and both enjoyed that could somehow save this evening. It's like, well, your place or mine? After the mess we made in my room last time, your place. Translation, baby, fuck it. Capital <laughs> F, lowercase f, capital F again. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Um, translation, uh, Chris GTD. Um, and if you know what GTD means, you know. Um, and... Uh, the next morning, back at the surveillance center, Mitch pops up and he's like, "Hey, I need you two idiots to come with me." Uh, there's some classified business going down in another part of the helicarry, and I've been, I've got to pull off uh, some security agents, uh, so I need you two to watch this door. Uh, Which I, I want to point out that Mitch looks like a human ball peen hammer, <laughs> like <clears throat> he. <laughs> Every, this is Phil Hester art, so everybody has a face that he used before. And the only person from the Green Arrow episode I can think of that looks like him is Etrigan. <laughs> yeah. He looks like human Etrigan. Like, His fucking hairline is so far back. <laughs> it's so bad. You gotta let that shit go, man. Go on home, brother. <laughs> uh, he says, my solution is to make you losers stand guard for me and pose as security agents. And it's like, well, I don't know if we're qualified to do that. And he's like, well, all you got to do is stand here and do nothing. Stand here, hold these rifles, uh, and uh, and you'll be good. Uh, you want to impress me. I know neither of you want to work in surveillance forever. If you want to be a security agent, I'm a good friend to have. Giving me your money on poker night will only get you so far. Uh, so they stand here at this door. And it's just like a the long pause. And they go, so... So what? Well, you think we're supposed to be keeping people out of this room or in it? Mitch said we're just standing guard and we shouldn't have to do anything, but just in case, you know? This is a good point by Eric, because he never tells them. He just says, stand here. Yeah, and he's like, well, uh, all right. He says, 
damn, that would have been good information to have. Uh, also, do you know how to fire these things? Because I, I know there's a more to them than just pulling the trigger. He's like, well, I think we should stop thinking now. Um, you think we can get discharged for this? If Mitch needs to cover his ass? Yeah. Why did we agree to... Like, Eric is sweating. He's so nervous. Yeah. He's, he is down bad right now. He's not doing well. Uh, and then the door opens, and Eric reacts and bashes who he does not know is Hank Pym in the face. We find out and later... Like, he cracks that motherfucker's nose. Busts his nose. Um, is this the point? Because, like, during Secret Invasion, a lot of people are revealed to be scrolls, including Pym. Is this still Hank Pym at this point? Um, so they're doing a, um, it may have already been finished by now, but they're doing a 60th anniversary comic with Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the one that's focused on Eric takes place during this time. Mm-hmm. And he is a scroll, but I don't know if he's a scroll at this moment. At, right, at this exact second. Afterward, after this. I think he's a scroll at, like, at this moment, though, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so... <laughs> They're like, shit, fuck, get him inside. Uh, and Chris goes, oh, jeez, Eric, I think we're supposed to be protecting this guy. Look at his laugh. He's like, you're not making this easier. Like, these sorts of locks on them? What are we going to do? Mitch is going to kill us. It's like, I'm going to do anything. What do you mean us? It's like, this is what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to calm down, and we're going to wait. I bet you that Mitch will come in here, and we'll let him know, and he'll know what to do. So we wait. He says, they stand here for a second. And Eric goes, hey, what the fuck is that? And he sees the Ant-Man suit. And he's like, no clue. It's pretty cool, though. It looks like a superhero costume. You should try it on. It's your chance to live your dream. When are you going to get a chance to do that? Um, he says, how, whatever. How much more trouble could we be in? I just killed some super scientists. <laughs> well, he's not dead. So whatever. Try it on, man. You know you want to. And uh, Eric, Chris puts it on, and he's like, all right, man. Shit, this is cool. I'm going to regret this in about 10 seconds, but right now this is the best decision I could have made. I feel like Iron Man or something. Check it out. And then as he goes to take the helmet off, uh, he activates the shrinking thing. And he just... And seemingly vanished. Seemingly disappears. The um, One thing I want to point out is this comic, it does... It's very it's very good at doing the, the trope where it'll have multiple panels of the exact same thing. Yes. To like convey emotion and stuff it does that really really well yeah because this next two panels are just eric or yeah eric standing here with this shocked look on his face it's just silence and then, and then he runs ass. away just hauling ass out of it just like beat beat oh shit <laughs> meanwhile like, oh wolverine... yes uh yes Hank Pym is a scroll at this point okay meanwhile wolverine is beating the dog fuck out of a bunch of shield agents uh, because he's under Hydra control. Uh, they do capture him so they can deprogram him. Dum Dum Dugan is here. I love his hat. That's my boy. Uh, Big Dum Dum guy. The Big Dum Dum guy. Like, the, the thing is, a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are very cool characters. Like, Dum Dum Dugan is cool. Nick Fury is cool. Maria Hill is cool. Like, one thing you can do is draw a character and then put them in the S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform and then they look cool as fuck. Because guess what? They retconned it so that Miles yep. Morales' dad used to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> and he looks yeah, cool as shit. They also changed his last name, so now he's not named after, like, a Confederate general, which is nice. That 
that makes me very happy because that upset me for a long time. Like I think as as a guy who has to whose church is on Calhoun Street, named after famed vice president and segregationist John uh, John C. Calhoun, that makes me happy to know that that he's one of the more progressive anymore. You know, like like he just changed his last name. He took his wife's last name. He's Jefferson Morales now. Um, um, question: Do you know if this time that Logan's under Hydra control is this during the same t- uh, time period during Academy X where he kills Quicksilver? Not Quicksilver. Um, North Star. Uh, North Star. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say if not, that shit was happening to this man every other weekend. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was um, that was when he killed North Star, seemingly. Uh, and like uh, Dum Dum says to Mitch, he says, "You have you've never seen Wolverine up close before, have you?" Because uh, he's just like, "Damn, this dude is." <laughs> the thing about Wolverine is he is <laughs> short, but he's still big as shit. He's so yeah. wide. Yeah, he's um, a wide dog. Me. <laughs> yes. Um, meanwhile, Eric O'Grady is in his room, just like freaked out. He's like, "I'm totally screwed. I'm totally screwed. I'm totally screwed." Mitch comes in. What did you do? I don't know. I didn't know how to use the gun. So I bashed Scientist in the face with it, and then Chris put on the teleportation suit, and he disappeared. It's like, so Chris has the suit. Where is he now? I don't know. I thought he was dead. He says, well, he's not dead. He's microscopic, or damn near it. That was a new Ant-Man suit Hank Pym was developing for S.H.I.E.L.D. The top brass thinks a rogue agent stole it. The only agents that know about it, other, aside from a few key players, are the men they decide, they've selected to try out for the detail. They're the suspects right now. And I was one of those agents. Says, wow. <laughs> and Eric, in this really fun moment, goes, wow, really? Congratulations, Mitch. And Mitch smiles. He's like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, he forgets, like, you are in a lot of trouble. He goes, oh, shit, that's actually really cool. I was, like, I was trying to butter him up by putting extra guards on him and keep the project safe. I wasn't planning on it backfiring like this. I should note that Mitch is also a piece of shit here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I pulled you guys off this so that I could, like, off your jobs onto this secret thing so that I could gain brownie points with Hank Pym. Uh, Pretty much. We just got to find, we've got to hope that Chris finds us before someone else finds him. It's like, so you're not mad at me? He says, let's just say somebody's head is going to roll for this and it's not going to be mine. He says, okay, so what the fuck am I supposed to do? Just shut up and think while I figure out what to do and watch where you step. Meanwhile, Chris is like in the vents, in the walls, doing Ant Man shit, <laughs> and the the stupid little um, like back legs trigger. And he's, he's like, just whooping his ass at the point. <laughs> he says, "This is being a superhero. This sucks." Uh, and then Veronica meets up with Eric, and she's like, "Hey, have you seen Chris? He wasn't at his station all day, and he's not in his quarters. Do you know where he is?" He's like, "No, sorry, no clue." He says, "What? Don't you think that's a little weird? This is a big place, yeah, but..." There's not a lot of other place he goes without either of us. And she says, um, I'm telling you, Veronica, I have no idea where he is. Uh, so, well, when's the last time you saw him? He's like, okay, just come in here. <laughs> Eric's on a classified mission. I can't tell you more than that because I don't know more than that. Uh, and it's like, oh, she's like, oh, is that why you guys were pulled out of surveillance yesterday? Why didn't you go too? Uh, yeah, that was it. And I didn't make the cut because I suck. <laughs> Sorry, Veronica. I'm just a big piece of shit. <laughs> a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, someone should write Van, Big Van Vader into a comic book. I don't know who, and I don't care. Who. Yeah, just I'd watch it. Give him the Mastodon he- helmet, and then have him like, a... fuck something up and go. I'm a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> have him and Ryback. Have him and Ryback just be goons, and it's like, <laughs> like, what? Well, do you suck? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> uh, and it's like. So she goes, you have no clue what he's doing or where he is. Oh, he could be zipping on a, around on a jetpack with Captain America for all I know, honest. It's like, fuck, you're making me worry more, man. It's like, I guess this would be as good a time as any to admit to you that Chris and I have been seeing each other for a while. He thought you'd be upset for some reason and he didn't want to tell you. It's like, really? I had no clue. Actually, that makes no sense. I mean, the one date was weird enough, but I know he'd been seeing you on a regular basis. And for context, Chris is in the vents watching yeah, this conversation. Chris is in the vents watching this conversation. And she says, "What? Why do you say that?" And he's like, "Well, this is kind of awkward. It's just that he's been over. He's been with Kirsten over in weapons storage for almost two months now." And she's like, "He has." He says, "Oh, Eric, you duplicitous cock." Uh, just like, and I, I, I want to point out that the this man has just found out that his best friend could be in mortal danger. And his first move when given the chance is to dirty Immediately. <laughs> like, immediately. This Doesn't guy... miss a beat. Doesn't even <laughs> think about it. He just instinctively goes into, well, you know, he was, you know, he had the two-time, you know. He's, a, he's my story Joe tell, in but... the uh, All the Things Your Man Won't Do video. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where Joe walks up if you've never seen the video, listener, for the song um, All the Things Your Man Won't Do, which, by the way, great song. Um, yes. Joe, the singer, walks up to an arguing couple. The man storms off. He's wearing these ridiculous sunglasses. I'm trying to fade the scene. <laughs> He's wearing the most, like, 2001 sunglasses you can imagine. And he immediately says, wow, I would never treat you like that. <laughs> Like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Just for, he's never met either of these people. The first thing he does is like, hey, wow, I can't believe he would do that to you, Queen. Um, you doing anything later tonight? <laughs> you know? Also, that what's, song is uh, about eating ass. Um, yes. What's uh, incredibly hilarious about that song, that song was created specifically for the Don't Be a Menace in South Central soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Song also features the lyric, I won't stop until I hear your mother scream, which is weird, Joe. Don't say shit like that. That's fucking weird. (laughs) You're not physically able to do that, so don't say no shit like that. That's weird. That's the. What is the implication there? (laughs) Like. Are you telling this woman you're gonna fuck her so good she'll have her mother and they'll both orgasm? Or are you saying you are insane? Are you saying that you are going to fuck her in her mother's house so loud that her mom says, "Hey," <laughs> he said intentionally, <laughs> just uh. insane, dirty back. He says, <laughs> "Yeah, I want to do." All the things your man won't do. That is that he's like, I, yeah, I, I do that stuff with my mouth. I don't give a fuck. 
Uh, <laughs> you know? Oh, but if you, you see me, I'm a fucking. I'm a, <laughs> you left out the I'm best a ball headed man in my 20s. <laughs> the line right before the I won't stop until I hear your mother scream is I'll make your body cream with my sex machine. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, he's, I got a Jones in my bones for you. There ain't a damn thing that I won't do. Anything. I'll do whatever. God damn. What what a what a menace. And it's so funny that like four years later he writes stutter. Like, yeah, what goes around yeah. truly comes around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like I said, there was a this was a man that was intentionally bald in his twenties. So you know what kind of type of time he on. Like he's uh, he is not here for good with good intentions. Like for for context, uh my uncle Walt uh, was bald intentionally in his twenties, and he also insane. <laughs> out like, of his goddamn mind. <laughs> this man just hangs out in Florida, wearing fedoras uh, uh, at bars with random assorted groups of white women. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, listen, a baldy with the fedora is crazy. That's an insane couple. Just, just doing whatever. He's like, he told me once. He was like, yeah, I sold my car just to do it. I, I just walk everywhere now. Why? <laughs> I walk everywhere, but that's like out of necessity. Why do you do You know it? what I mean? It's like, how walkable is your city, bro? Like, what city are you Sarasota? just walking in? What the fuck? I don't think they have a bus line. <laughs> anyway, back at Crockett's Grill, where the woman that Ant-Man saved earlier in the day sits, awaiting his arrival, Eric walks up, and uh, this is supposed to be the big dramatic reveal that it's Eric, but Chris is in the suit. So how is Eric Ant-Man now? Dun, dun, dun. Um, the, all the letters are here too. There's only one letter that I want to read. I think it's after issue five or six. Okay. Um, but issue two opens... Uh, With probably the most iconic bit in this uh, series that people talk about the most is that every issue starts with a recap of the previous issue as oh, read by an <laughs> uh, yeah, so they just, uh, you know, the, the aunt recaps it and he says, Eric says, I thought we'd never get a table. She's like, I've waited at least 20 minutes before you even got here. I hope the food is worth it. Um, he says, right. She says, uh, my name's Beth, by the way. He says, right, Beth. Sorry, did I forget to ask? He says, yeah, you told me your name earlier. Didn't ask mine. Not a big deal. He goes, hey, sorry about that. Uh, look, I'm going to have to turn this into an even more awkward moment. I don't have my wallet. This should this tells you everything you need to know about Eric as a person. Because if you ask yes. somebody on a date and then go, "Oh, by the way, I have no money," <laughs> not only that, he didn't even say, "Hey, let's go get drinks." He said specifically the exact words, "Let me buy you dinner." Like intentionally said, "Let me buy you dinner," and it's like, "Yep, I don't have a wallet." Like it's a <laughs> diversity win. This superhero is a hobo. <laughs> homosexual <laughs> this dude uh, <laughs> saves women so that they'll put him up for the night what a dirtbag you know? uh, and she's like you lost your wallet he says yeah, yeah I was going to stop at the bank and get some cash before I came but I had to save this girl from a burning building <laughs> so you had to save a little girl so I don't know if I'd call it a little the word I use to be kind is heavy I had to save a heavy girl 
from a burning building. Sweet kid, though. What an ass. Like, it's so funny that, like, he made this story up and still had to be like, no, this was a fat one. He said, no, this I was a plumber. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's important to me that you know that I saved a fat <laughs> The fat chick thriller. Oh, yeah. What a man. I can't start talking about Mike Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll we, be here we, all day. We do not have enough time. <laughs> to talk about Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. Yeah, we just do not have enough time. The invasion should have been different. I'll leave it at that. Um, and then he get, immediately starts ordering, like, the most expensive shit on the menu. Like, fucking like, a, a bottle of wine. Like, oysters Rockefeller. Like, this motherfucker's eating good. And he, she says, uh, they, the waiter goes, excellent choice, sir. And you, madam, uh, just, uh water for me i guess <laughs> yeah we'll just we'll, we'll just do it water he's like was that too much i can totally like tell him no and he's like, she's like no 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 absolutely not my treat is my treat so how did you become ant-man he's like, oh long story so flashback six months chris is in the vents i'm gonna fucking kill him i hate this guy man he's like, i can't believe he said that to her there's no two ways about it he is dead i am going to kill him and patch things up with veronica you are going to die o'grady which I feel like of all the things you could like want to kill your friend for, that's up there. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. And what's even weirder, it just shows that Eric O'Grady is just a shitty guy with no brain. Why would you purposely say it's not only somebody y'all work with, but somebody but that you were dated? Yes. <laughs> like, like she can just go you could have easily her. said, "Oh yeah, it's some girl in the city." Like, come on, bro. Uh, some girl down in, like, records or something. Like, make some shit up. Don't pull the girl that you were dating and sold nude pictures of. Fucking nuts, man. What a bonkers movie. Uh, and so Chris is getting the hang of the suit. Um, just eats a hilarious amount of beans. Uh, like, these beans are huge. Yeah, watching a man eat a bean from the side of it is crazy. <laughs> um, still two two days go by, still no sign of Chris. And Veronica goes up to Eric and she's like, hey, have you heard anything from him yet? He's like, no, nothing. He's still on that mission. I'm uh, sure there's nothing to worry about. It's like, I can't help it. I mean, I, he's a slime ball for having another girl on the side, but I don't want him getting hurt before I can hurt him, you know? She says, hey, I understand. Um... Hey, listen, are you having dinner with anyone tonight? We could, I mean, if you don't have plans, of course. And she's like, Eric, did you just ask me out again? I have to go. <laughs> like, bro, at least wait till a different conversation. God damn, man. Uh, <clears throat> Mitch turns up and he's like, hey, have you heard anything? He says, no, I haven't heard anything from him. He says, well, that's fucking weird. Uh, this is a big place, but, you know, and bigger if you're apparently an inch tall, but you should have been able to find us by now. It's been two days. It's like, yeah, I know, but, like, is everything good on your end? And they talk it over, and they're like, uh, he, he mentions the Wolverine thing, and he's like, yeah, yeah, don't forget I said that, or I'll have to cut it out of your brain later. We'll consider it forgotten. So what now? So we'll keep your ear to the ground, figuratively and literally. I refuse to lose my job over this shit. Uh, and uh, he gets a transmission. He goes, 
go to your room and lock it up. Stay low to the floor, hide under your bed, in your closet, whatever. So it's, why? And they're just, they, they're getting attacked by Hydra. And uh, what's great about it is Mitch, there's a reason Mitch was in consideration to be Ant-Man, because this motherfucker is instantly dual-wielding pistols. Yeah, he, he is on go it. mode. Uh, and so we cut away to Chris, who is still running around. He stored up some food in the fence. Uh, and he sees that people are in trouble and uh, immediately jumps into action. Like, Chris is absolutely a better pick to be Ant-Man than, uh, than Eric. Uh, oh, yeah. He runs off. He's using, like, the fucking flamethrowers that this thing has or lasers or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be. Uh, and he's really helping out and then gets uh, accidentally knocked back to full size. And he's like, oh, kick ass. I'm, I'm normal again. Shit, this sucks. Because some Hydra dudes are jumping through the wall. Uh, and he's panicking and he's running and he's running. And he eventually finds his way to Eric's room. Uh, Eric, he opens the door and uh, Eric starts hitting him with a shoe. And, like, really just laying it in. Like fucking Conan in WCW. <laughs> just smacking him over the head with this shoe. And he goes, are you kidding me with this shoe? Like, it's all I had. Chris? Yeah, man, it's me. And he takes the helmet off. And he says, Those are dress shoes, by the way. Yes. Those are Eric's, like, good, good, hard good bottoms. shoes. You know? These fucking floor shimes. <laughs> just, just smacking him around. He says, I got lost. I was little. He's like, how did you get lost? He's like, I'm less than an inch tall. Unless there's... He's like, there's a button that changes the size. I couldn't figure it out. What the fuck is going on here? He's like, I guess we're under attack. And a couple Hydra dudes bump in, and they're shooting at them. And they're like, get the door open. And Chris... I never noticed this the first time I read this. Eric pushes Chris back. Um... Mm-hmm. Like towards the dudes, and he gets shot right in the back of the head by a laser. Yep. And he falls over, and he goes, Eric goes, Chris, Chris! He says, Chris, please don't. He says, as he's bleeding out, he says, I can't believe you. I can't believe you told Veronica. I can't. And just dies right there. Back of his Like, face. he actively, he's actively like, get out of my way, pushes through this dude like fucking Aaron Donald gets him shot in the back of the head and I want to point this out because it'll be relevant later listeners his friend that he has known since childhood his dying words were I can't believe you told Veronica that that's how important this is to Chris this man's brain is leaking out of his head and that's the last thing he says to his best friend that's how important that is to him yeah and then Chris had, or Eric has Chris's blood on his hands, like literally. Um, and so the first thing he can think of to do is go, ah, and like wipe it on the wall. Jesus. Uh, and then he sees the Ant-Man helmet laying there. He looks at Chris and they're getting shaken up and he just, he puts the suit on. Because uh, he's just like, I don't want to die and this is my best chance to survive. So he, the, the helicarrier comes down and Nick Fury is just standing there in the rubble looking fucking awesome. Uh, 
and then in the present he's talking to uh he's talking to Beth and he said she's like that's such an amazing story I can't believe you've lost your best friend with a battle during a battle with Doctor Doom I you've really been through a lot he's like yeah it's uh yeah it's hard for me to talk about I've really only been at this for a few months now it's like you want to share a cab sure and so they they hail down a cab. And uh, she she goes, I, you want to come up for some tea? I'd just hate for the night to end already. It's like, I'd love to. Here you go, buddy. It gives the cab driver a 10. And she goes, don't smile too big. If, I don't care if you're Captain America. Tea means tea. He's like, what do you think What do you think I was thinking? I like tea. She goes, where'd you get that 10 you gave the cab driver? I thought you lost your wallet. He says, yeah, I must have uh, had a stray bill or two in my pocket I forgot about. You terrible liar. And uh, meanwhile, Mitch pulls up, and uh, they're they're on his trail. They're checking tracking the pin particles, and we get a good look at at Mitch, and the, he is fully two faced here. Like no no no, I, I it's this man does not have a burnt face. His face is melted. Yes, his face there is, is gone. His there is no eye socket. His ear is gone. Like his face is just fucked. He says, for what? Where his eye should be is a bubble of flesh. Yeah. It's the nastiest looking burn I've ever seen yeah. in any media. It's bad, man. And he says, uh, trust me, Agent, for what he did to me, I'll find Eric O'Grady and kill him myself. Which brings us to issue number three. Uh, and so, uh, there, uh, this issue opens again with the ant uh, talking and Beth saying, I'm not going to have sex with you. And he says, uh, tonight or ever? And she says, tonight. Definitely not tonight. He says, okay, but you're not ruling out ever. I like that. I can live with that. He's like, I just, I invited you up here for tea, Eric. That's all. You've been moving closer to me on the couch and you haven't taken a drip, a drink of your tea. You've been here for almost an hour and I'm getting tired. And the way you're looking around, you'd think I was going to rent you rent the place to you. It's weird. Second show, I was getting ready to go. I have a, it's getting an early start tomorrow. So um, I had a good time, and I'll see you later. She's like, you're nice, and I don't mean to be rude, but good night. He says, okay, that went well. And he writes down her fucking apartment number like a freak. Writes like, down her, her bill, like her address. Just terrible fucking intentions all around. He, he uh, goes into the... Uh, he goes. He gets into a cab, who takes him over to like a storage locker or like a gym. Oh, it's the YMCA. I'm realizing. Okay, uh, that makes and sense. He grabs uh, a duffel bag out of a locker, and says, "Okay, now take me back to this uh, location." So he goes there. He puts on the suit in the elevator, and sneaks under her door. Just there's no there's no there's no defending this man. No. Yeah, the, the worst. Um, back in Arkansas at the crash site of the Shield Helicarrier, Wolverine is standing here in the nude, furious, fucked up, stabbed through with a pole. Um, and uh, Eric brings uh, Fury over, and Wolverine tells him, "You did good, kid." <laughs> Which I think is his only line in this whole thing. He says, "Fury." And you did good, and that's all. And he's he's gone. And uh, you know, Veronica catches up to Eric, and she's like, uh, "Are you okay? Is anything broken?" And he's like, um, "Yeah, no, I'm fine." 
Uh, and she's like, I'm just worried about everybody. Have you seen anyone else? Um, I'm worried about Chris. And he goes, Veronica, Chris is dead. He'd only been back a few hours before the crash. During the attack, a laser, he was killed. And these panels are really good in how they're like compo- the, the composition of them. Because she cries yeah. uh, and leans into Eric, and then they're just covered in shadow. And the, the only thing with any light on it is his bag that has the suit in it. And it's uh, one thing that's really cool is her glasses, the right lens of her glasses is broken. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't see her eye. It's a, it's really good. I give Phil Hester a lot of shit, but that's a, that's that's using the ability of talent. Yeah. Um, and so a week later, in uh, Eric and Chris's hometown of Lancaster, Vermont, um, and uh, Eric and uh, Veronica are getting off a bus, and he says, "It's nice of you to come with me. I think Chris would really like that." And she's like, "Chris was my boyfriend. I loved him. I had to come." And uh, Chris's parents greet them. And he's like, it's Chris's parents. Nice people. You'll like them. And he says, Jim, Nancy, this is Veronica. She was Chris's girlfriend. I really uh, appreciate you guys letting us stay here ever since my parents moved. And Nancy gets right in his face. She's like, my son is dead. My son. Why couldn't it have been you? And (laughs) Jim's like, Jesus, fuck, Nancy. What the hell? Like, which to me, that just translates that not only has Eric O'Grady been a shithead his whole life, he's been a bad influence his whole life. Yes. Like, she, even though this is Hydra, she fully blames Eric for this shit. Yeah. Like, he was with you and got killed. Like... And, uh, Chip's like, look, she's having a really hard time right now. Um, sorry about that. Uh, and so they're staying at Chris's childhood home and, uh, Eric is sitting there and he says, I don't know how I'm gonna sleep here. It's I'm in his old room. All this stuff where we used to play with action figures when we were little. It's a lot. And she goes, yeah, it's weird for me being here, too, in this house. Yeah, I don't even know if Chris considered me close enough to even bring me here. He was cheating on me, after all. He was not. <laughs> he was not. Um, I'm trying to think about it, but, you know, he died. I can't be mad at him. I like, I'm glad you told me, though. I think it's better than not knowing. Fuck me, dude. Uh, Jesus, man. uh, And he does, like, start to tell her the truth here. And he says, uh, yeah, about what I said. It's just that I'm sorry that I told you that with Chris dying and all. I don't want you to think he was a bad person or anything. Because he can't say, I told you this as a lie so that you'd fuck me. Yeah. Um... She's like, I, I just can't believe I didn't know. I miss him so much. And he, Chris puts his hand on her, or Eric, uh, puts his hand on her shoulder and says, we'll get through this, I promise. And she kind of looks at his hand and gets up. She's like, I gotta go. <laughs> and uh, Eric sits there for a couple, for like four panels of just him sitting there. He sighs, looks at the suit, puts it on. And so he, he's figuring stuff out. Uh, Mitch uh, is in the hospital with a broken leg it looks like um, and they're talking to him they're like look the attack uh, all evidence uh, is oh it's Pym is talking to him he's like all evidence to the uh, indicates that the attack I suffered which resulted in the suit being stolen was completely unrelated to the Hydra attack 
So it was a shield accent agent act either acting alone or with an accomplice. We're monitoring all agents um, during the downtime, watching for any hasty resignations or extended leaves of absences. Anything that would indicate a lack of loyalty or a mole. He's like, well, what the fuck were you telling me this for this for, Dr. Pym? Who's the chick? He's apparently never met Maria Hill. Which, I mean, that kind of tracks, though. Because yeah. in that same scene earlier where he, can, he like confirms that he cheats at poker, he says that he doesn't believe Nick Fury is real either. Right. So he clearly isn't that high up. Yeah, but like he's met Dum Dum, so it's just shocking yeah. to me that like he doesn't even know who Hill is. And yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> so like to put it bluntly, you were gonna be, we were gonna pick you for to be Ant Man. Uh, we got a prototype of the suit, slightly less advanced than the uh, stolen one, but it still works. We'd like you to find our man. Uh, you can track the pin particles and do all these things. Do you accept the the mission, Agent Carson? Like, yeah, sure. Uh, and so uh, back in the uh, the McCarthy house Eric is figuring out more of the suit and then stumbles upon a couple of neighbors arguing uh, like the man is clearly trying about to beat his wife yeah and 100% Eric uses the jet terrified woman running for her life yeah oh I forgot like she is bleeding from her nose like he has been hitting her and he's like, you called him again, didn't you? I told you not to, and you did it anyway. Why'd you have to call him? And uh, Eric says, okay, jackass. You ready for a full-sized punch from an ant-sized man? And punches this man in his neck and kills him. Like, well, he doesn't kill him, but he damn sure could have. Yeah, like he hits him right like in his fucking jugular. Like punches, it, the the onomatopoeia is so nasty too. It's like, shuck. and he just punches, and then he like the elbow deep into the suit. Like two things I want to point out: he goes elbow deep into this man's neck, and he, he goes deep enough that the force of the blood shooting out sends him flying. Like the paramedics show up and they. The same, we never find out what happens if this guy survives or not. Um, but then Eric almost washes himself away in a fucking faucet, like in the hose. And uh, he sits back down in uh, Chris's room and goes over to Veronica. And he's like, hey, are you awake? He's like, what are you doing? You're going to wake them up. It's like, yeah, I was just wondering if I could come in. Um uh, she's like, did you see what's going on next door? Cops are there. No, 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 I didn't see it. Uh, are you all right? Nope. And so they talk some more about Chris. And uh, he's like, I feel like my world's been turned upside down. This town, this house, everything is the same. I just wish. And she goes, that the whole world would just take a break and acknowledge what we're going through. I know how you feel. And uh, he goes, yeah, I know. That's why I'm glad you're here with me. Me too. And she leans over and hugs him, and Chris just, and Eric just stares, like right into, like if there was a camera here, he'd be looking right into it. Two days like later, very dark eyed. Oof. Yeah, it's it's a lot. He looks like Roy Harper here, like how Phil Hester draws Roy Harper. Um, yep. And so, uh, at Chris's funeral, uh, his mother is in hysterics. Uh, Eric and Veronica are there. And they 
reach out and they're holding each other's hand during this. And um, the next day, they go to... Eric goes and meets her at his grave. And she goes, I figured you'd be here. Figured you'd want to visit one last time before you go. He says, you don't have to, you know. McCarthy said we could stay as long as we wanted. They meant both of us. She's like, well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is saying we could be on leave for over a month before a new carrier's up and running, and I haven't seen my parents in a while. There's nothing to keep me here. And he starts to go, he's like, was I nothing? Like, was I nothing? Like, I can't keep you here? And he's like, I feel like an idiot. I don't know, Veronica. I kind of thought, and they reach out for each other's hands again, and they kiss in the rain, and they're crying, and then they... <laughs> mm. <laughs> Top ten scumbag move of all time. <laughs> and dear listener, I have to point out, man, just making out a friend's grave. Like he pulls her shirt open. Like, yeah, they go. They fall down onto the grave. Uh, he's kissing on her neck. Her head is back. Uh, he pulls her. Like their coats are off. Uh, he pulls her shirt open. He, uh, like he's taking his hoodie off and then she turns her head and looks and sees Chris's headstone and freaks and she goes like it kind of dawns on her I can't have sex on my dead boyfriend's recently dug grave with his best friend with his best friend um, and like listen y'all they get close like in this panel where she yells at him to get off her bra is actually sliding off her arm. Yes, he's like, like they on are top of her. Ready like, for it. And she goes, he goes, what, what is it? What did I do? And she's like, no, I just, I can't do this. And leaves. And <laughs> this is another great example of like using the panels like with these beats. Because Eric sits there for a second and he turns his head and looks at Chris's headstone and says, what are you looking at? <laughs> Like, covered in this man's grave mud. He's like, what are you looking at? Back in the present, Eric is using the Ant-Man suit uh, to watch Beth take a shower because this dude sucks. (laughs) Yeah. This is is probably his biggest personality trait. Is that you just watch his women shower? Uh, Fucking peeping Tom over here. uh, He's like that John LeJoie song, but unironically. He said, women are stupid and I don't respect them. <laughs> show me Yeah, that's your... his entire fucking personality. His personality is show me your genitals. <laughs> your genitals. Uh, and then so there's a knock on the door and he says, damn, total buzzkill. And it's fucking Mitch. He says, ma'am, this is, official, this is a matter of official shield business. You have four seconds to open this door before we bust it down. And uh, he goes, oh, no, that's Mitch. Oh, shit. Uh, which is the end of uh, this issue. Uh, and uh, I just can't state enough how nasty Mitch's face looks, man. Like, it looks like it looks like his eye socket is melted close. Oh, it like, is, it's yeah. just, ugh, ugh. Uh, nasty. Yeah, this one opens issue four with, uh, with, Mitch, ma'am, we know you're inside. This door's coming down in three, two. It's like, what? It's like, still covered in soap from the shower. Like, didn't get to rinse off good. You know? Um, 
and they're like, uh, we have reason to believe this man was in this building as recently as two hours ago. Have you seen him? And it's a, really a great picture of Eric. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it's, fucking they took the- it's fucking headshot. <laughs> he looks like he's going to be on One Tree Hill. <laughs> um, and she says, why? Has he done something? Are you looking for him? If you, I'm not at liberty to say anything more than that, that he's a fugitive on the run. If you've seen him, you're required by law to tell me. I don't know why in my head he sounds like Stephen Richards. I don't know. I think it's because we just had a... Uh, we were just talking about it the other day. You know? We're taking over. Um, if you don't Shout know who Stephen Richards... If you know who Stevie Richards is, go and look up Stevie Richards in ECW or like Stevie Richards like... When, when was he in the flock? What year was that? 96. Oh, gotta be, I think. Uh, yeah, look up Stevie Richards 1996 because the chokehold he would have on like Twitter and TikTok. This was a white man, a handsome white man with long, flowing, beautiful hair who was always running around in like Daisy Dukes and crop tops. Yeah. He Just was, a fucking hot piece of shit. They, they would have put the... I would have put the belt on him. You're, yeah. Stevie, we've got to put you on every poster. You know? Come here, Tiger Beat. Top tier himbo type shit, man. Yeah, uh, and then he was uh, he was Victoria's little boy toy in yeah in the WWF. Like straight up male valet, it was pretty cool too. He was really good at he it. He came out in heart matching gear to her theme music, which I should yep. add was fucking all the things she said by tattoo. Yep. Uh, didn't she have a didn't she have a Titantron that was just like ice? staring menacingly or something? No, Lita had the Titantron that would, like, flash with her eyes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Victoria's was her hand holding, uh, like, her standing with her hand out, and, like, there was, like, an eye opening up in the middle of it. Ah, okay, yep. Um, and, uh, they're like, step aside, ma'am. We're gonna have to search the premises. I apologize for the inconvenience. We'll need you to stay out of the way while we conduct our search. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, and so they search the apartment and they're looking for everything and Eric is hidden under the hiding under the couch he's like this is not going to go well they're, they're looking for pin particles they are for sure going to find me they're doing infrared scans uh, we flash back three months now so um, shield agents are returning uh, back to uh, the helicarrier uh and uh, Dum Dum's talking to everybody. He's like, "We don't have time to mourn the loss of our fellow agents. We will honor the world. We'll honor their loss by protecting the world in their name." And Eric uh, doesn't even get to his room before Mitch is like, "Oh, Grady, we need to talk." Mitch, jeez, man, I've been here like two hours. How'd you even know I was back? I've been watching the personnel log. We need to go somewhere now. So where's the Ant Man suit? They found Chris's body in the rubble, but the suit was gone. I didn't know that. I just thought they decided not to mention that he was in the suit when they found him. He says, no, they didn't. I'm sorry for your loss. I know you and Chris were close, so forgive me if this is insensitive. But where is the armor? Well, how would I know? I didn't even know where Chris was. I hadn't seen him since he put that stuff on. How would I have? If the suit's missing, I'm not the guy you're looking for. And Mitch stops and he thinks, he says, 
You're not one of those people who can lie right to someone's face without them knowing, are you? What? No, of course not. If I knew where the arm Which, was, I'd tell you, I'd promise. Like, if he was, like, what, what purpose does that question serve? Like, that's not going to get you anywhere. The, like, the, the lie here should have been, you've played poker with me. Yep. <laughs> you know I suck at, at hiding things. It's just like I'd steal the armor from my dead best friend. What kind of person do you think I am? I'll do you the favor of not answering that. Which, goddamn, bitch. Um, uh, Eric, so Eric is trying to get into his room, and uh, he's trying to put in the code. He's like, what the fuck? Why isn't this opening? And Veronica walks up. He's like, you're not going to believe this. They put me like six doors down. How weird is that? This is cool. Does your door open? No, never mind. Uh, I'm sorry you stopped. I'm, I'm glad you stopped by, Veronica. Uh, I wanted to apologize for that night in the rain. Uh, she says, no, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I should probably apologize to you. I really appreciate your friendship. You helped me through stuff. She says, I, uh, I think we're helping each other. Are, are we good? She's like, yeah, we're good. You're on duty tomorrow? Yeah, I'll see you then. And uh, Eric goes like, Eric's still trying to get in the door. And this guy walks up. Why are you trying to get in my room? 3564 is my room, pal. Check with the boarding office if you got a problem with that. He's like, 3564 is a the hall. So after he gets settled in, he uh, fucking takes the costume and is just being a fucking sick freak and watching all these women shower. And so this leads to one of my favorite panels, which is him just in the women's locker room watching these women shower. And a woman sees him. Yeah, she opens her eyes and looks right at him. And she's she's like, something's on the ceiling. He's like, trying to run away and shit. And what's funny about this is that you realize, Mitch said earlier that the suit can become damn near microscopic. Mm -hmm. But Eric's so bad, he's just not shrinking small enough. Right. Like, because this woman's a sharpshooter, like she's a sniper, she's got a great... She looks directly at him. Like, she's it's like, not even like a squint. She's just like, because oh, hey, he's not fucking shrinking small enough. Right. And so he gets... He does manage to get away and escape into the vents, and there are ants everywhere. Um, and he's... He talks to him, he's like, hey, stay back, stay back! And they listen, he goes, oh, shit. I can talk to ants, but you don't have to do what I say. Um, that's really cool, and I'm... Still getting used to how scared I am of you. How are you guys here? Is this new helicarrier not activated its pest control yet? <sighs> yeah, right. You guys can't talk back. But I can talk to you and give you commands. This fucking dude immediately... <laughs> he does what I think... This is like the most realistic what I think people would do if they discovered they had the power to talk to ants. He starts <laughs> racing them. Yeah, you know, riding on their backs and shit. <clears throat> It's like, go, go, you can do it, Spike, go, don't let Rupert win again. He's starting to get arrogant. Speed it up. Put your thorax into it. Uh, it's like, being, this job is cool as fuck. Uh, and so they're back at work, and he's like, uh, uh, Veronica goes, hey, Chris's station is weird. It's him not being here, you know? He's like, yeah, it is weird. It's pretty uncomfortable, actually. I might ask to be moved to a new station. And they're like, yeah, the whole thing's weird. Maybe they send us back to work too soon. He's like, I could use the extra time. I mean, I lost my best friend, but the world's not going to save itself. Not, invo- not like we're involved in that part of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
there's a dude here. This is a weird random background detail in that I didn't expect this to be in here. There's just a like a a Sikh guy back here. Yeah. Um, just a dude in a turban. Uh, his beard and everything. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and Veronica goes, uh, "Hey, are you doing anything tonight? Do you have any plans?" And Eric's face lights up. He's like, "Did you just ask me?" I was like, "Don't fucking, don't make it weird. Um, we'll just grab something to eat after um, the shift's over. Maybe walk around looking at repairs. We won't even change clothes." It's like, "Yeah, not a big thing. No problem." Back in Penn. So I'm just, hmm? I'm just realizing this. I think. I think Eric is supposed to look like young Robert Redford. That would make sense. Like, especially that panel where he's just like, yeah, no problem. Like, that's that's just Robert Redford. Um, and so, uh, back at Pim's lab, uh, he's uh, he's giving him, like, a prototype of the suit that just looks like the original Ant-Man costume. Uh, and he's like, uh, he's giving it to Mitch. And he's just explaining it to him, and he's like, look, this is how you use it. We'll get it figured out. And he's like, um, don't worry, sir. I won't let you down. He says, please don't. I don't want to have to build another one of these things. Later that night, uh, Eric and Veronica are walking around, and they're like, yeah, we should do this again sometime. Um, and he said, oh, I can't believe I forgot to tell you. I talked to that. I talked to Kirsten earlier today. The girl you said Eric, or you said Chris was two-timing me with before he died? He says, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what did she say? It's like she acted like she didn't know what I was talking about. It's like really weird girl. Um, and so they uh, you know, they talk, and she's like, "I just want to say it's been nice getting to know you better. You're really not such a bad guy after all." Uh, and they, uh, there's a moment where she leans in, and he looks at her, and he's like, "Oh, I guess this is happening." And they kiss, and cut uh, to the next page. They uh, they're laying in bed next to each other. She's asleep. And he gets the bright fucking idea. This guy's just dumb. He gets the bright idea to put the suit on and go, like, take some... Go and uh, race the ants again. This is what he wants to do. You've been trying to fuck this girl for so long. And after after you've done it, your first thought is, all right, let me go race my ants now. And this this idiot, he's in bed just kind of talking to him. He goes, I knew it was only a man at the time. Like, bro, you had to <coughs> you had to ask her out three times. Your her, her boyfriend, boyfriend had, had to, to die, die. And also be your best like, friend. And you're gloating about this? To no one? What a sick fuck. Uh and so of course, while he's doing this dumb shit, he gets caught. Um and he's got to fight Mitch now. Meanwhile, in the present, uh, also during this, yeah, because this is after Civil War, uh, Hill is director now. Um, uh, the guys are looking around, and uh, and uh, one of them's like, "Hey, look, we found his fingerprints on a teacup and confirmed some hairs on the couch that scan is his. He was definitely here. Beth told you he was here." <laughs> We, yeah, went she on didn't a date. we went on a date he came up for tea and then left um, we just need to do the motion sensor sweeps to ensure he's not still hiding it's approved get started uh, and uh, of course he gets caught 
He's been hiding under the couch. He goes to full size. He's like, damn it, Mitch. Can't you just leave me alone? Let's end this right here. Um, and uh, he, so issue five, again, starts with the ant thing. And he and Mitch stand off. And he's like, are you ready to face me, you coward? Actually, no. Not really. Not at all. <laughs> um, sorry to disappoint you, but that did distract you long enough for me to figure out an escape plan. And he just dives out of the window. Like, what a psychopath, man. <laughs> uh, it's like he shrank. He could be anywhere. Uh, this, is, this isn't over. Not by a long shot. Oh, God, he was here? What was that? My window! Well, we'll take care of the window for you, ma'am. And I'll make sure that creep doesn't come back. Now, if you'll excuse me, and Mitch then dives out of the window into a flying car. Yeah, this flying car kind of kind of rules a little bit. Mitch is kind of cool until the point where you find out that he is not. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, he kicks ass until he does not. Uh, and uh, so three months ago, they're fighting in the fence. And he's like, you stole that. He doesn't know that this is Eric yet. He just knows this is somebody in the suit. You stole that suit off the dead body of a friend of mine. And I'd advise against giving me any more excuses to hurt you. Well, I've never been excused of being very smart. Just, thanks. Thanks. For what? The excuse. And they just, they fight and they scrap. So did you kill him first? Is that how you got it? Did you kill him? Answer me. And, uh, he says, after you black out, I'm taking you in. And remember, you be recommending you be tried for treason, you dirtbag. He says, hey, uh, can, you, uh, can you talk to insects? And then the bugs, the, the ants just attack him. Makes your skin crawl, think about it, but Yes, uh, the idea of being attacked by giant ants makes you want to die. <laughs> like, that's one of the worst things I can imagine. Says, Horrible I'm, shit. Um, and so, Eric sneaks back to his, uh, his room. And, uh... And puts the helmet back on. He's doing some training. And then Veronica comes back. He says, hey, where'd you go? I woke up and you were gone. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. They, there was a problem with my terminal in the surveillance center, and they called me in to fix it. He says, they called you in this late? He says, yeah, they needed my help fixing it. Okay, that's the worst lie ever. The second just started hours ago. Why did they call you in? I don't know how to tell you. That's what happened. And whatever. I don't even care that you're trying to hide something. Do you want to go for a walk or something? I'm not tired yet, but we could talk and It'd be fun. Note, she's like, I'm not tired yet. But the last time we saw her, she was knocked out. Yeah, she was. Talking her to sleep sleep. Like. Drooling and shit. One titty was probably falling out of her shirt. Like, <laughs> she was asleep. She was unconscious. <laughs> Which means she's either, like, she just, that, re like, rejuvenated her. Or he, like, he knocked her out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he gave her, uh the NyQuil penis. Um, <laughs> and so she's like, why did I, like, he's like, no, I'm not really up for that. I'm kind of beat. I'm just going to call it a night. I had fun though, really. Like, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did this. Why did I do this? It's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Jerk. What? Me? I guess you, nigga. You, how long have you been trying to fucking get with this girl? And the, the second, she's very clearly like actually interested in you. Like, and she even peed after sex shit, and you're already like, eh, I'm bored. Goodbye. Uh, well. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? You, and we find out later, like, 
um, you, he, she let you hit raw, and you were like, "Now nah, I'm bored." Yeah, bro. Of this. I am like, bored of this. I know it was 2006, my dog, but come on, bro. She put a lot of trust in you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a lot going on. I don't think, unless the the expectation is that like their shield medicals are such that it's like, no, we know that everybody here's um, got a clean bill of health. But there's no way, because they leave that helicarrier all the fucking time. Like, you come back to the helicarrier, and they're like, all right, time for your syphilis you know? screening. Like, oh, yeah, I understand. I just went for a hot dog, though. Yeah, what kind of hot dog? All right. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, Mitch is like, back at Pim's lab, uh, and he's looks like I'm in some need of some repairs, Doc. These ants fucked him up. There are parts of the suit missing. <laughs> Rip that boy to shreds. Um, and Pim's like kind of impressed about the ant thing. It's like, sorry, looks like we've underestimated this person. I'll make sure you're ready for him next time. But the tracker worked. That's good. Uh, I can have this back to 100% in a couple days. We get on the next page. I can't tell if this is brilliant or just super lazy. But we get uh, 4, 8, 12, 15 panels where Eric is just sitting in front of his desk, just bored. Um, and then uh, his alarm goes off, and he just stands up, takes his headset off, and leaves. And let me tell you, I feel that that's yeah. me at 6 p.m. every day. So, <laughs> sitting there. Clock turns to six. All right. <laughs> I'll catch y'all yeah. tomorrow. Um, and Veronica goes, hey, um, hold up. Do you want to do anything tonight? I think thought maybe we could do something together. It's been a while. She says, has it? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of got plans. She's like, you know what, Eric? You really are a total jerk. If you don't want to see me anymore, just say it. I'm sick of this game you're playing. I don't, you don't have time for me? It makes me sick. He says, yeah, look, it's not going to work out, honey. Um, when I think about you now, it's like, I don't know, been there, done that, you know? And she slaps the shit out of this man. Like, people in the background know it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, this old dude's kind of, this dude who looks like Phil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Leans back, he's, damn. He's like, what the hell was that for? He's like, I was just being honest. This is the kind of guy who is... He describes himself as being, oh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm brutally honest, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't sugarcoat things. Uh, oh, Lord. And uh, he says, that woman's crazy. He opens the door, and Mitch is standing there. Or is sitting on his bed. Mitch is sitting on his bed, legs <laughs> crossed. Like fucking Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> He's made himself He's like, hey, yeah, sorry. I just hate waiting in the hall, and I love abusing my clearance level. Can you find it in my heart? In your heart to forgive me? He's like, yeah, sure, man. I'd be doing it too if I were in your position. So yeah, that's another on the long list of reasons you're not in my position. Um, he says, hey, tonight's poker's tonight's poker night. Wanted to let you know it's still on. That's all. Yeah, maybe with but with Chris, maybe I thought that we'd be holding off for a little longer. Thought about it, Chris, and thought about it, and I don't think Chris would like the idea of spoiling our fun. I think Chris would want us to do that. Which, yeah, like if if we're if we have like an established 
like we get together and drink and play cards night and I die horribly. Don't stop doing that on my end. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm sure Chris would think of that way. Damn straight. It's my place. 2100 hours. Don't be late. Later, in the quarters of Veronica King, very dark events transpire. Dark events, which can very well spell doom for Eric O'Grady. And she is bawling, like tears, snot, just crying. Some fucking jerk. And she's laying in her bed. Again, we get like eight panels. This is actually a very cool trick here. Because mm-hmm. um, they create the effect of a camera panning over the way they do this. Because um, the more of the, the right side of the image we see, we see uh, a pregnancy test laying on her uh, on her bedside table. Uh, and she says again, and, um, fucking jerk. If you never, if you ever needed a hint that Robin Kirkman was in his mid twenties when he wrote this, look at the way he describes her potentially being pregnant. Yes, <laughs> impending doom, <laughs> dark events, dark events. The dark event of she got pregnant after they had unprotected sex. Like Just damn, Roy Project got to pay some child support, man. <laughs> oh well, uh, he got a shield salary. Ten percent of your shield salary has got to be. Uh, they're talking about fucking M-Day? They're talking about the fucking, um, the decimation? Um, in the, um, at Poker Night? It's like, uh, that just doesn't add up. How can a large percent, such a large percentage of the mutant population just disappear? Someone goes, maybe they're just in hiding, waiting for a big attack. They didn't disappear, you morons. A large percentage, like 90% of all the mutants in the world, just, I don't know, stop being mutants. It is a much bigger percentage than that. It's like 98% of all mutants. Yeah. Also, when you think about it, the Decimation and um, Genosha happened like back to back in universe. Like, like they, (laughs) they happened so close together. Which is why it's crazy to me that people act like the X-Men and the like are being so fucking unreasonable. When they're just like, no, 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 we can't, we can't be fucking... We survived two genocides in like a very short amount of time. 50 million mutants died on Genosha. Wait, how many was it? But, but let me double check this. I thought it was like 16 million. <laughs> it's, it's some absurd number where it's like, why did you write that, Grant? Like, one thing about Grant Morrison like people give him, oh, give excuse me, give them a lot of credit for being like a very kind of weird, out of the box thinker. Another thing that they do, they just be saying shit sometimes. They just <laughs> like in that same series. I want to point out that in the same series, Cyclops and like all the X Men, they're not like teenagers anymore. They are full grown adults. It is sixteen, and and apparently Charles Xavier is thirty five in this book. For context, by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be 34. And Charles Xavier has done all that in his life? Get the fuck out of here, Grant. Yeah, yeah, what are you like, talking about? Charles is supposed to be like in his 30s in the 60s. Like, Charles is like a Korean War veteran. Um, yeah. Uh, fun fact, random bit of trivia. Uh, did you know that in the original storyline, one of the reasons that Charles uh, recruits Kitty Pride is because her and Kitty's dad fought in uh, Korea together? 
I just read that recently, but I forgot that. Maybe I, maybe that's maybe that's why I remember that. Um. Yeah. They're um. Yeah. Kitty's no no. Kitty's dad started in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. He. But yeah. Charles served in Korea, and uh, Kitty's dad served in Vietnam. Um. And uh. But actually, now that I think about it. Oh no, yeah, because Kitty's introduced in like 1980 or 1981. Um, so great. yeah, that would track with like her dad being in Vietnam. Um, goes to Vietnam, comes home, gets married. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, 16 million mutants died in uh, in Genosha. An island that's roughly the size of like Madagascar, I think. No, it's smaller than Madagascar. It's right off the coast of Madagascar. It's in Vidi. It's 1,286 square miles. Like, it's like the size of, like, Massachusetts. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, that's nuts. Yeah, and then every, uh, like, all but, like, 200, it was all but 198 mutants lose their powers. Uh, but they're, they're talking about the the reinstatement of the Sentinel program and uh, while they're playing Eric unintentionally like tips his hand to Mitch like he's uh, he just keeps raising he's like no yeah I'm good I, I've, I've got I got you guys this time and they're like uh, he's like are you trying to read me you can't though can you am I bluffing you think I you think that you can tell my bluff is so good I could be bluffing a bluff. I could tell you I'm the Easter Bunny and you believe me. There's one thing I'm good at and then let me tell you, I'm the best. It's lying. Calm down and make a bet. I'm only taking your money. You fucking idiot. And so, I originally didn't think this, but when I reread it uh, the past couple of days, I changed my mind. But do you think Mitch knew already and he was setting Eric up here? Or no. do you think it really just kind of clicks? It clicks. Like, he, he he throws the table. Yeah, he literally pulls a left eye. <laughs> it flips the fucking card table. He goes, like, it clicks right here. Because he told him earlier, he's like, you asked him, you're not one of those people that can just lie to somebody, right? And he goes, no, God, of course not. And then right now, he's telling you, I'm so good at lying. Yeah. Like, he's like, then you were lying to me earlier. You were either lying oh, right now, or you lied earlier. Uh, he goes, it was you, you did it. Of course it was you. It was, all, it was you all along. How could I have been so stupid? I should I knew I should have searched your corners. I never trusted you. Never. But Chris liked you. That has to count for something, right? Hell no. It was you. You killed him. And he, he starts kicking his ass. Uh, yeah, he's fucking pissed. Eric O'Grady is Ant-Man, and I'm going to kill him. Uh, it's the little thing that says Mitch Carson's hunt for Eric O'Grady continues in the present so yeah he obviously didn't kill him and uh, Eric is hiding out under the bottom of his uh, his flying car to get away uh, and uh, that ends issue 5 issue 6 uh, opens with uh, with a uh, uh, quick aside uh Shouts out to Marvel for putting these random Franklin Richards. Uh, oh yeah, the, the little uh... 
Made it so much easier to burn through these again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's like, damn, what the fuck? Where could he have gone? Uh, he could have gone anywhere. And so he, uh, he says, uh, Agent Carson out. Like he talks to, to Hill. He says, yes, director, I'll find it. Do everything in my power to find him. Agent Carson out. Blast! I can't believe they teach S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to say that in the academy so we don't offend someone in the field. You think someone's going to be offended by fuck? There's like, what's so crazy is, like, I know I've heard Nick Fury say fuck several times, like, in comics. Like, I know that I have. Like, that feels like a Maria Hill policy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... Um... Eric does grow to full size to talk to Mitch. He says, "He says, you got a lot of nerve showing up here. What a man can't a man can't come to visit a friend of his just because he did something illegal and said a friend is now hunting him down. When was that rule written?" He says, "You do remember, right? That we used to be friends. I'm gonna kill you! Look what you did to me! Look what you did! I can't see! I can't hear! Hunting you down is the only mission I'm remotely qualified for now. They're gonna retire me." Like, yeah, I'm sorry. You'll forgive me if you don't if I don't let you kill me over that though, right? Right? Okay, so let's see what we can do about do to stop you from hunting me. And now one week ago, on the Shield Helicarrier, we're in the the room of Agent Mitch Carson, who has interrupted where he has interrupted a poker game to announce a startling revelation. Eric O'Grady is a what? What's an ant man? Mitch, have you lost your mind? You stole the armor. You've had it all this time. You know what you did. You know what you you know what I'm talking about. He says, uh, we don't know what you're talking about. Then you can both leave. Go on, Which, both of you. The, the line, what is an Ant Man? Come on, bro. You Ant Man's been a he's a founding adventure. <laughs> come the fuck on, man. <laughs> like the last Ant Man got blew up and it was front page news. Like, come on, dog. And they had a state funeral <laughs> for him. Where, wh- how are you S.H.I.E.L.D. agents you don't know who Ant-Man is? It is like working... It's like being a DC character and just being like, hmm, who's who's the Flash? You know, like, the Flash? The a wrestler? That sounds like a wrestler name. Is he like a, like a ball player? You know? You talking about Dwayne Wade? <laughs> <laughs> uh... And he's like, look, you said you should have searched my room. Do that now. I'll let you in. You'll see that you're wrong. Promise. Get up. And so they do like a perp walk with him. He's like, <laughs> Veronica stops and is like, hey, I was just at your room and obviously you weren't there. We kind of need to talk. It's really important. Really important. He's like, hey, look, I'd love to chat, but I can't. Can I call you later? I'm on official business and I can't talk right now. You understand, right? And uh, he's like, She's like, yeah, it's just that he's like, and Mitch goes, sorry to keep him, Veronica. Uh, we'll be through in a minute. I'll send him up right up to your quarters then. He says, is that Chris's Veronica, Veronica? Yeah. You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. It's You're the, going to hell. Dude. It's the emphasis on hell. He's like, oh, you're the, you suck, man. It's like every time I, I think of you, it gets worse and worse, man. What the fuck? And so they go to they go in. They come right in, Mitch. I got nothing to hide. And he shoves him, locks the door, and runs. 
And so Eric is back in the vent, back wearing the suit. He says, I can turn myself in. All I have to do is return the suit. I'm sure uh, if I explained myself, I wouldn't serve any jail time. Well, maybe a little. Never mind. Life on the run it is. And, yeah, that, uh, man, that man's full on. I will not survive. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> baby, out, mommy. Baby, out, mommy. <laughs> he said, he said, hey, look. I will not make it in jail. <laughs> so they they will they do you know what they'll do to me? Full full like full serious just like no I can't go to jail. Actually, this cannot happen. It's just it's not going to work out. Um, and so he runs through the vent, but then of course Mitch catches him. They brawl through the cafeteria, uh, but they're still tiny, so they're like brawling through people's food. And he says, I, I've been willing to bet I can do a few more things with my armor than you can do with yours. I could still win. And fucking dumb, dumb Dugan walks by. He says, what the fuck is that? What are you doing? And uh, They have a couple of great panels of fighting on the brim of Dum Dum's hat. <laughs> this just makes me want to play, um, what the fuck was that that game with the, uh, the plastic army men? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to play that now. Um, he said, all I did was steal the suit. Honest. Leave me alone. He fucking bashes the back of Mitch's head into the, uh, into the ground. Uh, Which, they downplay that injury a lot. Like, Mitch for sure has a concussion. Like, that motherfucker's almost up instantly. Not up, but he's like, he should not be that conscious. He, uh... This is, this is just the, the Miami Dolphins front off. Like, this, them stunning. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can get up, you're fine. <sighs> Free to a... <laughs> yeah, it might be time for that boy to open a car dealership. <laughs> oh, listen. He goes he goes back to Tuscaloosa, opens up a car dealership. He'll never he'll never have to pay any money to do anything there. Um, so Yeah, oh, yeah. Take it back to the crib. Uh, and so he says, I wonder if your jet boots still work. You're going to need them. And he goes to uh, use the jet pack, and one of the arms burns the shit out of Mitch's face, mm. which is how we get to now. And he realizes, like, pretty immediately, oh, shit. Oh, I just, I, I think I just killed him. And he says, I didn't mean to do that. I really didn't mean to do that. And so he goes back to full size. He goes like, hey, this is Mitch Carson in my hands here. He's really hurt. Uh, where's the infirmary? Look, Dum Dum goes, it's about seven sections down that main hall. It's sector C. And there's a pause. He goes, hey, wait a minute. Go stop that guy! Dum <laughs> uh, Dum proving instantly why he was not made director of you. <laughs> yes. Um, and so he busts into the infirmary and he walks up to this doctor who looks like Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, and uh, he goes, hey, this is Agent Carson. He suffered some severe burns to his face, and he's all little and stuff. You call Dr. Pym. He might even be on the carrier. He'll be able to bring him back to normal size. I got to go. And he makes himself small and uh, tries to slip onto a transport ship and get out. Uh, of course, Dum Dum catches him. This is Dum Dum. Which I don't understand. Why did he, why did he just go small? And just try to stow away on somebody's luggage. Like, this motherfucker is fully erect in, like, no kind of disguise. 
Just standing yeah, there. He just puts on like a coat and a hat. Oh no, that's not even him at the front. Yeah, he just dresses himself. And it's like, Jeez. yeah, of course they were able to figure out it was you, dude. Uh, people saw you, and so he uh, just uh, just jumps off the ship in his in the <laughs> suit. Um, two days later, Mitch is up and about, and he's like, the he's like, I I'm ready to go, and Hill says, you've lost all use of the left side of your face. You have no depth perception. You're deaf in one year. Or you're not going to be able to go out there after him. He says, with all due uh, respect, director, I'm going after him before he has time to disappear. And you're welcome to try and stop me. Um, and he's like, well, stop. I'm not going to stop you. You're. I want you to go after him. I just want to know if you're ready. We don't have time to tra- train someone else to use the pin particle tracker. You're the most qualified a- available agent. Uh, Congress is about to announce the Superhuman Registration Act. And Okay, so Civil War has just started. Um, so we're we need to make sure you're ready uh, see that's confusing how so because we'll get to in a second but when he's in a and what's her name's purse her identification card has super, super human registration act stuff on it yeah she's one of the first people to um, oh to- that's right yeah yeah yeah, she's already. I forgot she was. She's an early adopter. Because I'm yeah. like, are we meant to believe that Civil War took place in like a week? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so just really, um, just was jumped on right away because she's an Avenger. She's already, she's already like working for Shield, so it's not anything to her. You know what? I remember that because I remember them being like, "Oh yeah, she's a soldier. She'll just follow along." Yeah, uh, she goes to, um, or she goes to the X Men. She's like, "Hey, do you guys want to help us with this?" No. Yep. Why would we? Why would um, we? Uh, which I'll bring it up about Carol later, but this Maria Hill, unnecessarily sexy. Like, her waist is like three inches wide. Like, she's got big pointy boobs for no reason. Why did they draw her like this? Yeah, she's got like hips like a like a Butch Hartman character. Yeah, like what, what was the, for what reason? Why did they do this? Um, and so he... The, the stuff with uh, Beth happens about a week passes uh, it's after the date with Beth after the tea incident after sneaking back into her apartment to watch her shower after Mitch showed up to find him after the confrontation in Beth's apartment after Eric escaped and hidden in Mitch's flying car after Eric started a fight with Mitch in said car the car is now no longer flying and is now falling uh, he takes the pin particle tracker and throws it uh, at a building and uh, and jet packs away. He says, "Well, that should give me a few weeks while they build a new tracker." And he's like, "Okay, where am I sleeping?" Because again, he's been using his powers to save women and then sleep with, uh, at their houses. Um, I can go back to Beth's, but she really wasn't that attractive anyway. I wonder how Veronica is doing. Okay, then something new. And then he's sitting on a window, waiting for someone to come by for him to spy on, and he goes. He's watching women walk by. He goes, too fat. Not fat enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding ring. Pushing a stroller. Nice butt, though. Wait a minute. No ring. Nice face. Excellent rack. Oh, yeah. Totally nice. And dives in this woman's purse. And then he lands in there and he sees S.H.I.E.L.D. Superhuman Registration Act card. 
Codename Ms. Marvel, aka Warbird, aka Binary. Carol, I would like to point out, Carol's the height and weight are crazy here. Yeah. 5'11, yeah. 124? Crazy. That that doesn't even track with how much muscle she has. I was that's definitely written by a man. Like, like a dude definitely wrote that. Because Carol is fucking ripped. Yeah. But not only that, this is a this is pre-Captain Marvel Carol, where they made a point to let you know this is a brick house woman. Yes. This woman has like double D's. She has a dump truck ass. She's in great physical fucking shape. She's Jane Cargo, basically. Yes. But probably bigger. Like they make a point to say that this woman is a bomb shell. She is she is stacked, Bubba. Um The next issue is featuring the Mighty Avengers. This is at the point in time where there are two Avengers teams. There's the S.H.I.E.L.D.-sanctioned, government-sanctioned uh, Avengers team led by Iron Man. And then there is the uh, kind of back-alley, uh, underground Avengers team led by Luke Cage. Um, so I don't know shit about the Mighty Avengers, because uh, I was reading the other book. Uh, Couldn't pay me. I'm like, I'm like, hmm, Wonder Man and Ares and Black Widow, Ms. Marvel and Iron Man and Wonder Man and the Wasp and the Sentry. The only the only thing I know about this team is there was this panel that was all over Tumblr for a long time where like um, Ares and Wonder Man were trying to do something and Ares like picks up a piece of concrete and knocks Wonder Man out but acts like a, like a villain did it. <laughs> Where he's just like, I thought he was getting ready to go talk to a woman. And he's like, no, unseen enemies have fell the Wonder Man. I will avenge you. That's all I know about this fucking book. Um, all I know about this team is that they get replaced uh, by uh, by Norman Osborn's uh, Avengers, uh, which are just fakes of the other actual Avengers, including uh, Scorpion as Venom. Yeah, uh, Dokken. That was a weird movie. time. That's a very weird oh. time. Uh, and but it leads to the panel where they're they're running down and figuring like, okay, who are the people they have pretending to be us? And they go, who's the Wolverine? And Logan goes, it's my kid. And there's this pause, and Spider Man goes, you've had sex. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so that book is great because there's a lot of fun weird moments like that. Um, like, there's one where they're having some moral conjury, and this team consists of, uh, it's Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, Mockingbird, Hawkeye, Spider-Man, um... Hawkeye is Ronan this time, too. Yeah, he is. That's right. He's Ronan. Uh, and Wolverine and Bucky as Captain America, and they Bucky go, keeps trying to give Peter guns? Yes! And then one time, they're like, what's a moral conjury? Like, if you could, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? And Bucky goes, I did. And they're like, what? He's like, kill Hitler, I did. And everybody just kind of stares at him for a second. <laughs> and he just kind of looks away with his PTSD. <laughs> um, He's like, yeah, I was a, I was a child soldier, man. <laughs> uh, and then that also gives us the bit where um, we find out that Peter and Jessica went to high school together. And yes. Jessica had a crush on him. And Luke is furious. Yep. Uh, that that book rules. Um, 
it's legitimately like one of my favorites. Um, I should, I should do. And fucking and Bendis, I just mentioned Grant Morrison doing it. I know Bendis wrote it for a while, but I think somebody else did a, a like a intermediate run with it. Mm-hmm. They were just putting anything in that book because there's one time they they were fighting this villain, and the villain had some device that if you had any mutation to your DNA, it would like fuck you up, and it takes up the entire team, including Hawkeye. And people are like, wait. Hawkeye doesn't have superpowers, and the guy's just like, oh, uh, it's uh, residual pimp particles from when he was Goliath. But I'm like, you're just saying any fucking thing at this point. <laughs> uh, there was also the time that Luke Cage uh, kicked Elektra in her coochie. Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> he just, he's like, hey, Daredevil told me to give you something. Bang! <laughs> you know? I think that's revealed to be a scroll later. Yeah, I think it is. Um, anyway. Actually, aren't, aren't both of them squirrels? Luke? I don't think Luke is a squirrel there. Because doesn't... I, if I remember remember the issue of Secret Invasion where, like, the heroes that have been missing come on their own, like, their old 70s gear. I'm pretty sure Afro, Tierra, Luke Cage is one of the front people in that shot, I think. I don't think so, because this is... Af- How long would he have been missing then? Mm, I don't know. Because this is after Danielle is born. So it can't be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, Secret Invasion happened right after... Like, like Danny is a baby during Civil War. Like, uh... Yeah, that's right. So I don't think Luke... Uh, unless... <laughs> unless that is a small no, no. baby. No, that's right. Because uh, Civil Secret Invasion is in between Civil War and Dark Reign. That's right. Right. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, uh, Eric goes, I guess I should steal some money and something, money or something and bail. It's easy to find hot women to spy on. Yuck. Because <laughs> if I got enough cash, I could pay a dude to mug a woman so I could come to the rescue. I don't know how that couldn't score me some tail. Uh, he says, I don't know why it didn't work with Beth. Must be playing for the other team. My team. Beth says, I don't know why she didn't want to fuck me. It must be because she's a lesbian. Like, he's just every shitty dude trope rolled into one. Yep. Uh, He tries to pickpocket, he tries to steal out of Carol's wallet. Uh, There's nothing there. Uh, He hangs out in her. He says, I want to get like a giant penny or something from her lair. (laughs) Which, there's your requisite Batman joke. He, uh... He tries to sneak out of her purse, and he's uh, he's like, "What is this? What is this? A crappy one-bedroom apartment?" I don't know how he does not realize immediately that this is like a bunk. Yeah, I don't. It, <laughs> it does kind of different, but not really. Mm-hmm. But like the way that the room is built, like it's this rounded shape. I would go like, "Oh, this is clearly like something military." But then he hears the shower running, and he's like, oh. And this this fucker takes, there's a page for this entire <laughs> half of the page. It's just him staring at eight different panels at her shower. He says, you th- <laughs> it's, it's, more than that, I think it's ten. Two, four, six, eight. No, yeah, nine, you're right. pa- nine panels that are the exact same, and then one that's the same, but he thinks to himself, You'd think this would get old after a while, but, like, it doesn't. 
and that he's just watching her, just, just, just like a freak. Uh, and uh, then uh, someone, a voice cries out, "I said, Miss Danvers, I saw you logged in. Are you here?" I'm showering, Agent Baines. Showering. Get out of my room. Sorry, won't happen again. He's like, did she say agent? And he looks and says, oh, crap. Oh, crap. And then he realizes they're on a shield mini carrier. Um, which then dock with the helicarrier. He's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. There's so many agents. I gotta, what do I do? Um, and then he's like, I can also find a, I could need to find the kitchen and get some food and also find a camera before she showers again. Preferably one of those super small spy cameras with lots of memory, lots of memory. Then this won't be a totally wasted trip. Uh, those, uh, if a few dozen snaps of that body in this trip would be almost worth it. And if this chick ends up as one of the big ones like Thor or Captain America, these picks could be worth a fortune, cash money. I do want to point out that in universe, until she becomes Captain Marvel, nobody gives a fuck about Carol. Like, that's why she can be on a team with fucking Ares and Wonder Man. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I have a very complex relationship with Carol Danvers because, um, I get why they made her Captain Marvel, and to an extent I agree with it, because it's definitely a way to kind of make her less of a B player. Um, and while I don't like, because like, they instantly start drawing her different when she's Captain Marvel, like this, like, this Carol Danvers is a fucking bombshell, like, I can't stress that enough, like, she has fucking crazy ass, like, there's no reason for her to be this cheeked up as a fucking superhero and shit. And they just kind of they kind of make it very kind of conservative looking. And I think that's just for people to respect her more. But I don't think that was necessary. Like, look at Emma Frost's dress. She gets plenty of fucking real world respect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's it's very odd. I don't I don't quite get how they've handled her ever since she's become Captain Marvel. Like, Civil War Two is... My God. Yeah. No. <sighs> Remember when they the like, less said about that, the better. The the thing about like Civil War two that's irritating is that like there's a point where Miles is supposed to be like a bigger deal in that story. Like that yep. story is supposed to like uh, at, like on its face, it looks like that story is leading to Miles Morales beats um like the the Hydra Captain America. And it does not go that direction. Uh, it's very Which... strange. I don't know, man. That's probably the most egregious cash grab I've ever seen. Yes. Um, uh, but Eric tries to sneak out and then realizes, like, oh, my ticket out of here is hiding in Carol's bag because she's going to go do Avengers stuff. Um, and so he rides out on her little sash. And he's just staring at her ass. And he's like, I can't decide what I'm going to miss most about this woman. Uh, and then he leaves while the Avengers fight some fucking thing. Uh, you know. But then accidentally flies right into Wonder Man and knocks him out. Um, <laughs> like, they both just fucking eat shit. Yeah. 
Uh, and he goes to, like, steal out of a parking meter. Um, and then he looks down the block and Grant, Black Fox. I love everything to do with the Black Fox. The Black Fox is, like, this old thief. Um, and so he's, like, robbing a jewel store while everything is happening. And he says, Drat! Like, he sees Eric, and he says, No, so much for a clean getaway. You'll not put me behind bars this time, Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Where? And he shoots at Eric. He's Spider-Man. You think I'm Spider-Man? What the heck? He's on the news wearing the same costume you're wearing. It's an honest mistake, because Peter's wearing the Iron Spider suit at this point. I don't really care who you are as long as you're dead, or at least incapacitated, so to the point where you can't interfere with my retreat. He's like, sorry about your luck, Grandpa. I'm not about to let either of those happen. There's no reason for this to get physical. Uh, and so Eric then proceeds to <laughs> shrink down and punch this old man in his fucking balls. Like, just agree to straight dick kick city. Uh, he's like, uh, no, you didn't, like, he's drooling all over himself because he gets in so hard. Uh, and so Eric then robs this old man, steals the jewels that he stole, uh, and throws them in his backpack, steals his all the money out of his wallet, uh, and then here's a little girl, like, crying out for help, runs over and helps her, only to find out her leg is broken and she can't move. He says, God, you couldn't have told me that before? Jesus Christ. And he flies, uh, he gets her safe and then flies right into the path of damage control. <laughs> Which, like, I love that they give them their own, like, logo and shit. But I remember when I read this the first time, I had no fucking clue these people were. I was like, is that the grandpa from Benton? Um, and so it's like, wow, you did a great job, kid, saving that girl. Do you want a job at damage control? Uh, and he's like, well, I don't know. Can I think about it? And then uh, while he's having this conversation, Black Fox is trying to steal the backpack back. And the guy's like, uh, g- give me your, uh, I'll give you my card. He says, hey, drop that, pal. That's my backpack. Don't make me go all Mighty Avengers on you. Put the bag down. He says, you, sir, are despicable. How dare you lay claim to my rucksack? I'll not turn over ownership so easily this time. I will leave with my possessions intact. He says, get a clue, Grandpa. <laughs> You're just like a little girl, and I'm a superhero who just saved a little girl. And the girl goes, I'm not that little. You want me to call the police over here to sort this out? Who do you think they'll b- believe? And he pauses, and he goes, this isn't over, Kerr. You've not seen the last of me. So you're letting him go? He's a harmless, he's harmless. A simple looter taking advantage of the situation. Poor old man, not even know my... I don't even know where he is. And this guy goes, that's, uh, that's really sad. Because uh, it happens to all of us. Here's my card. Give us some thought. We'd love to have you on staff. He's like, huh? Uh, thanks. Will do. Thanks again uh, for the offer. I'll definitely consider it. I'll, I can't believe that Jerk was trying to steal my backpack. He's like, aren't you already wearing a backpack? Don't worry about <laughs> it. A few days later, Eric goes to a pawn shop where a fucking Sopranos character is working. <laughs> he says, like, this, is, uh, this is Joey Marinara or something. <laughs> so I got these the other day I got these from my grandmother she passed them, passed away left them to me I know they're worth a lot of money so don't try to screw me or anything uh huh she was really into jewels and stuff I know she only dug the good stuff uh huh 
I really hate to part with him, but uh, at least stole it. And then we get another one of those three-page, uh, three-panel like pauses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You came to the right place. Come into the back. Bring the jewels. Okay. Take a seat. And mind the shotgun. No funny stuff. Understand? Absolutely. Hmm. I can give you 5K for the whole pile. Wow, that sounds like a... I'll go... Okay, I'll go up to 10, but that's as high as it's getting. Uh, yeah. Deal. You have any grandmothers died, you bring that stuff to me, okay? Yeah, sure thing. And you tell anyone about this and I'll kill you. Okay? Now get out of here. This is, uh... Uh, you wouldn't know where someone would have to go to get some very official, very convincing fake identification, would you? Sit back down. Sit back down. <laughs> I love that his, his, uh, his shirt has, like, the Image Comics logo on it. Oh, shit, it does. <laughs> what was it? Um, and so he gets a fake ID. This is Derek Sanderson, or Derek Sullivan. Um... And so he goes and he goes to work at damage control. And uh, he's not interested in all. It's like you and your team will be rescuing anyone who's injured or under a collapsed building. We may be, we're trying to build a more thorough company. We want to do more than, more for people than just rebuild their shopping malls and skyscrapers. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Pay good, pay's good, hours are good, I'm in. Um, there was a woman with Lenny when he offered me the job. She had a blue costume uh, with like a, eye on her chest like a V logo is she here uh cause that's what I'm interested in and uh and uh the girl goes oh yeah you're that shrinking guy uh you Ant-Man he says no 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 it's a praying mantis costume not an ant I'm the uh slaying mantis <laughs> slaying mantis <laughs> it's kind of a bad name for a good guy right aren't those things green he's like, I didn't pick the color he's like, where'd you get the suit I made it you made it Yes, I am a genius. Reed Richards has nothing on me. I can make you one if you wanted. Genius in a red praying mantis costume. If you made the suit yourself, who picked the color? My sister. Your sister, what is she painted with? You don't look busy. You want to continue this conversation over a cup of coffee? As long as we don't continue this conversation, you just admit this string of nonsense was an attempt to be cute, so I go out with you. I'm in. You got a deal. So they go Hell to yeah. this diner. He lies his ass off. Like, um, just for sport. <laughs> For the love of the game. <laughs> he says, uh, I love this shit. Uh, they talk for an hour before he asks her name. She's Which? Like, uh, she's like, this waitress sucks. I bought one cup of coffee and no less than five. Uh, it's like, I didn't buy one cup of coffee for $3. Only an idiot would buy one cup of coffee for that much. I bought one cup of coffee and no less than five refills for $3. Or rather, you did. And then he asks her name. Uh, he says, what's your name? He's like, Abigail. But my damage control code name is Visioneer. Uh, so people can't stalk me or something after I say. Uh, I don't know why I wear the costume. I'm no superhero. I've got a limited psychic ability that I can use to find people. He says, uh... He says, uh, what did your, what's your name? They have not asked each other's names yet. Because they're both dirtbags. Yeah, just pieces of complete shit. Um, and, uh, she's like, he's like, uh, yeah, my, my name's Derek. Um, you know, just call me Derek when I'm in costume too, it doesn't matter. It's like, I, I don't think you're getting your refills. She's like, sure, let's go. But if you tip that waitress, I'm going to kick you in the nuts, seriously. 
He's like, you know, any other time, I'd be, uh, seriously, any other time, I'd be right there with you. But I've gotten money for the first time in my life. So, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I probably, I feel bad. She probably never gets tips. This is like the first night, objectively nice thing Eric does for anybody in this book. Because he doesn't yeah. do it for any other reason than he can. Yeah. He's just like, did. yeah, you know, um, nobody ever tips this lady. Let me, let me be nice. And uh, as they get up to leave, Abigail steals the tip. Uh, it just sticks it right in her back pocket. And he's like, hey, I saw that. And she's like, look, I feel strongly about the whole not tipping thing. Uh, <laughs> it's something the service industry depends on. You tip them for being crappy, they think it's okay. You want to think I'm cruel or dishonest, go right ahead. I ain't taking it back. And this endears her to him so much. He's like, when can I see you again? Uh, and they they just start dating. He gets a new little apartment. Gets some furniture. Uh, and uh, <laughs> she comes over uh, while the furniture guys are moving him in. He's like, hey, good man. Split this uh, split this with your boyfriend over there. And uh, this one's a ball buster over here. I see him. Uh, and she comes in. Uh, Abigail comes in. He says, hey, Abby, come on in. She said, how many times have I told you? My parents didn't name me Abigail. So some outdated slur here. I'm dating. Can yes. call me Abby? Yes. And like, so what's crazy is the whole time I was rereading this, I'm like, to say this came out in 06, there's no like, uh, there's not a whole lot of outdated language. In and, there it and it's literally, literally two pages later, our slur. <laughs> and uh, one of these dudes looks back and he goes, saucy. That's why I like her. Uh, he looks like fucking um, Johnny Quest on this page. Yeah, he does. Or more accurately, he looks like the old man, the old Johnny Quest from Venture Brothers. Yes. Uh, this place looks nice, Derek. He says, yeah, it's really coming together. I got a bed and a couch now. I won't have to sit on the floor to watch TV. I like it. Let me tell you, when I moved into my apartment, the, I, I think I had one day where I didn't have any furniture. Yeah, like, it's like it was like I'm gonna sit here on this box or this crate or whatever and play Revengeance. Um, well, no, I brought my my second desk chair out and I just sat in my living room. I wasn't about to sit on my floor. Yeah, that's oh. just that juice ain't worth the squeeze, man. No, um, I put the TV in the bedroom first. Right, <laughs> I I for damn sure I'm not gonna sit on the floor for two weeks. Um, you know. And so uh, she pushes it down the closet. She's couch. She's like, "Want to break this thing in or what?" Uh, and they start making out. And then it's like, "Oh, cool! A superhero is fighting a bad guy out of there." He's like, "What are you doing? Shouldn't you be go out to help? Aren't you a superhero?" He says, "Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right." And yes, he goes out, and fucking She-Hulk is fighting somebody. And this is Shield era She-Hulk, which is an all-time good look for her. Yes. This dude was giving her the business. Like, giving her the blues, brother. And what are her like, fucking... Her whole leg is exposed at this point? Like, like he's kicking her ass. Says, you're not so easily defeated, Mr. Hyde. Bow to my superior strength and intellect. And he fucking backhands her away, and Eric goes, oh, oh, this is bad. 
he fights and uh, eventually gets smoked through some rubble and wants to, and just watches him fight down the street. He's like, keep going, keep going, and I'm clear. Goes right home, and, and uh, Abby's there, and she goes, oh, Derek, are you okay? I couldn't see anything after the fight moved down the block. Did you stop him? Oh, yeah, we stopped him. That piece of cake. She's like, my hero, swoon. <laughs> it says swoon in the bubble. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, She's like, can you take me to the hospital? I think my internal organs have been crushed. Meanwhile, or the next, or that night, Eric's sleeping, and uh, after a long night at the hospital, Black Fox comes in and puts a gun to his throat and is like, you think I'm not tech-savvy enough to put a a tracer beacon in my rucksack? I'm a professional thief. You think I wouldn't prepare for something like this? I I already sold everything. I've got the backpack, but everything in it is gone. You have noticed I've got a pistol to your neck, right? Like, Dude, I just spent six hours in an emergency room. Had you shown up there, I would have asked you to shoot me. There is nothing here. Who'd you sell the jewels to? Pawn shop? Pawn shop? What kind of pawn shop buys stolen jewels? A crooked one? He says, now tell me and do not lie to me. How much did you get and how much of it is left? Uh, 10,000, I've got a little under two left. Sorry, man, you're just too late. And he's, he explains to him, he's like, you could have got like 100000 for that shit. Are you fucking stupid? And so he comes up with a plan. They go back to the pawn shop and run Joey Numbers' pockets. Uh, <laughs> Joey Numbers. Uh, you know, Cole, I got to go down and see my man Joey Numbers. That's great. Uh, Good pull, to, man. Shout out to Taz. <laughs> And he's like, a week ago, you, you purchased some uh, stolen jewels. This jewels belong to my employer. My employer is very, very angry about this. I'm currently miles away, but I've got top secret shield tech pointed at your head. I will melt your brain if you don't give me the jewels back right now. I don't have them anymore. I sold them already, I swear. The money then, you'll give that to me. How much did you get? This weapon can tell me if you're lying. And lie, and I will instantly melt your brain. Uh, $150,000. <laughs> wow. Uh, put the money in the bag right now. Take it to your back door and put it on the ground. Do not go come outside until the sun is up or you're dead. And he comes out and he says, don't look around. Stop looking around or you're dead. Close your eyes and go back inside. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. Well, how much did you manage to get? And he's like, hey, I got $150,000. Uh, and since it's so much more than you're expecting, I'll keep 20%. I'm not. I'm impressed, I am. But you'll not get a cent over 10%. 15 and I get a ride back to my apartment in your fancy car. I can live with that. Like, uh, by the way, this uh, this pawn shop dude, he looks like fucking Hammerhead before the vibranium plate. Yes. <laughs> it's like it looks fucking like zero a, issue Hammerhead. Also, this ace, this art style makes him look like an Ace Attorney character. <laughs> um, until With a, a mildly racist name. <laughs> uh, he looks like fucking Pizza Pasta. Uh, later that night, back at Eric's apartment, he's sleeping. He's trying to sleep, and he hears someone come in. It's time. It's Abigail. He's like, come on, not again. And she does the fucking trench coat thing. Yep. Which, this is something that, like, media as a child, media I consumed as a teenager definitely made me think would happen way more in my life. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe global warming ruined it for our generation. (laughs) Cause I feel like there's got to be a very specific weather 
for you to walk around in lingerie, just lingerie. And a trench coat. You know? Uh, and so she, she comes in, she takes it off, and she's like, he's like, uh, come here, how did you get in anyway? She's like, oh, I broke in. And he says, I think I'm falling in love with you. Uh, which issue had that letter you want? Uh, you know, I'm not remembering it. I'm, I'm sure I'll find it. Uh, if not, I'll put it in in post. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the, the next issue opens with some damage control stuff. This is mostly damage control stuff for the next couple issues as we go into issue nine. Uh, so yeah. we don't really kind of gloss past that. Abigail does point out to Eric that she catches on that every time S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up, he vanishes. He's like, oh, I used to date a girl in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, she's uh, in the prisoner transfer division, so I just avoid her. Um, Which is actually a good lie. That's an incredible lie. Um, He's normally very bad at lying, but that's a really good one. Yeah. Eric gets home from this, and Black Fox is <laughs> standing in his apartment like Captain Morgan. And he's like, <coughs> he's like, come on, man. We're not doing this again. And he's like, don't make me beg, young man. He's like, you're way too old to be that into this. It's ridiculous. But fine. And these motherfuckers are just playing Wii Sports. <laughs> man, people forget how much of a cultural phenomenon the fucking Wii was. The Nintendo Wii went quadruple platinum. Like, straight powerhouse. Like, the Wii U just lost money? And it still didn't lose as much money as the Wii made. Yeah. The Wii U, man, what a... That's gotta be the most forgettable system ever, like... It's the in-between step. Like, the Switch is the actualized version of what the Wii U was supposed to be. Yeah. But it's crazy because if you think about it, they've never... Nintendo has never had... Has never had what? you go from growing pains... Oh, yeah. you go from SNES to 64, from 64 to GameCube, from GameCube to Wii, that's just, that's just dubs on dubs on dubs, man. Yeah, they had never had, like, their Sega Saturn moment. Yeah. Se Sega, they hit it out of the park with the, with the, with the Genesis. And then it was like, all right, what do we do uh, now? Let's try the Saturn. And then the Saturn just got its fucking lunch eaten by the PlayStation. Yep. And that's the thing, the Saturn wasn't a bad console, it just wasn't PlayStation. Right. And then the Dreamcast came out, and the Dreamcast was hot. But so many Dreamcasts didn't work. Yep. Uh, I would know. I had, like, three. Really? My, my brother's dad had one, and then my uncle got me one for Christmas one year, and it didn't work. And then he got mm. me another one, and it also didn't work. And then he... Instead, got me a PS One. Note: This was two thousand and three. <laughs> I don't know why he did but, that. But also, I get it because man, listen, when PS Twos drop, you damn near had to sign up and give them people a, uh, your credit score to get a PS Two, man. That's true. Them shit was fucking exclusive. Um, have I ever told you my Dreamcast story? Mm. So, my mom, when Dreamcast came out, I was in middle school. I want to say I was in sixth grade, I think. Um, and my mom went to fucking Funko Land. Shout out to Funko Land. Not EB Games, not GameStop. Funko. Motherfucking Funko Land. Um, and she bought me a Dreamcast and a few games. I got like Power Stone. 
I was really excited for whatever the uh, NFL 2K of the time was. And uh, she hid it in her closet, and I found it. And I was like, man, I'm all happy. Like, Fuck yeah, I'm getting a Dreamcast for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And the day before Christmas break, as I was pointing out, I was a shitty kid, and I was convinced I wasn't getting shit for Christmas. So that's another reason I'm hype. The day before Christmas break lets out, I get into a massive fight. Like a fight so big that they fucking handcuff me in the other. My mom just takes it all back. She's like, nope, we're not doing this. And I never got a dream cast after that. Holy shit. But boy, howdy, did I learn my fucking lesson. Yeah, because you would have been on like like 12? Yeah, like 11. Matter of fact, I would have been 11 going on 12. Yeah. My birthday is after Christmas. Right. Man, I learned my lesson that year. (laughs) On, uh, (laughs) on, back on the helicarrier, Tony Stark, now director of Shield, <coughs> uh, is uh, is talking with uh, with Mitch, whose face appears to be even grosser now. Yeah, I think it might be fucking decaying or some shit. He looks like he has a fetus in the middle of his face. No, no, you're not wrong too. It's super gross. Um, and they're like, "Look, we gotta get that suit back before anybody uses it to commit any crimes." Uh, and Mitch's like, nobody wants to find him more than I do. I promise. And so Veronica... Oh, I see why, too. It's because it's technically starting to heal. Mm-hmm. So it's like flesh-colored. It's not that pink. Right. Ugh. It's really nasty. Um, get him a mask. Get him some sunglasses. Do anything. Like your shield agents, man. Come on. Give him the fan of the opera joint. I just got him walking around with that shit. I know it stinks. I know it smells crazy. Oh, God. Uh, Veronica catches up to him and is like, hey, look, you're looking for Eric, right? She's like, yes, I'm... He's like, yeah, yeah, aren't you? Didn't you? He's like, yeah, I'm Veronica. I was dating Chris when he died. Um, I'm just curious, did you catch him? It's like, no, we ran into him, but we haven't had any luck. And she says, um, you know, uh, I was just curious. He was friends with Chris, and I got to know him after Chris died, so um, no reason. Certainly not because I'm carrying his child. You know. She does. She holds the my baby pose. <laughs> you know. Daddy, her I'm looking at us. Uh, and so uh, Eric gets to work and Monstro uh, is like, hey, uh, I, I can't. I'm on the run. I can't register. Uh, I don't know what to do. When things get, I want to help people, but when things get too hot, I got to bail. I can't have people knowing my identity. And he says, oh, I got a guy for that. And so they go see the, um, they go see the dude at the pawn shop who Eric robbed. And uh, he's like, he points that shotgun at him. He's like, you got a lot of balls coming back here, you lying thief. You didn't tell me those jewels you sold me had that much heat on them. I was threatened and robbed because of those things. Do you know how much money you cost me? Uh, can't say I know what you're talking about, chum. But uh, I wouldn't be worried about how much money you lost. I'd be worried about this. what this guy is going to do it to you if you try to hurt me. And he grabs the gun and just bends it completely. So, so anyway, I need another one of those fake IDs. Yeah, I can do that. See? Piece of cake. 
this this works. Yeah, that's how I got my job. I rented an apartment. I sent signed up for some credit cards with it. It really works. He says, um, you know, I really appreciate it, Derek, but um, you're a really good friend. And I got to ask, what the fuck was he talking about with those stolen jewels? And he says, hey, we've all got secret pals. Secret spell. Don't ask me mine. I won't ask you yours. <laughs> you know, he's like, ah, sweetheart, don't worry about it. Uh, and so they go and they're doing their shield registration and everything. And he, uh, the, the shield agent there is like, hey, I need you to be in costume for your uh, registration card. And he says, hold on, wait, wait, you need in, me in costume? You need a photo of us on file? I don't have my suit right now. That's not a problem. He's like, yeah, you have to have the costume on and the photo. That's the whole point. Eric slips the shield agent on $100. He's like, hey, I just got the mask. Um, would that be enough since it's just a portrait photo? And uh, the guy's like, yeah, just the mask is fine. I'll make an exception. So Eric puts on, like, it's revealed that it's a, like, a leftover Hydra mask. You know, and and a fucking hard hit. Yeah. Uh, And his guards are slaying Mantis. 5'11", 185. See, like, with men's heights and weights, they're realistic. Because I'll buy that he's 185. Yeah. Like, I've met some some pretty built people around that 185. He's got, like, a Johnny Gargano thing going on. Oh, God. Who's more obnoxious, him or Johnny Gargano? (laughs) That's mean. Uh, Johnny Wrestling don't deserve that. (laughs) Johnny is just from Cleveland. He's not earned nobody. Yeah, pretty much. Being from Ohio (laughs) just makes you like that. (laughs) Uh, they go to uh, Eric and Abigail go to a play he immediately falls asleep and she's like so what did you think uh, he's like I loved it it was excellent it's one of my favorite of all the plays I've seen and I really enjoyed it he's like what's your favorite part he's like I fell asleep he's like yeah I know I was like, even a good girlfriend and didn't bother to wake you up and he's like oh so this is you live nice street he's looking around he's casing this, the fucking <laughs> neighborhood like uh, what a psycho man uh, and so they walk up to the uh, they walk up to her front door and this woman there named Jean is walking out and she's like oh yeah everything's fine nothing happened he's like who's that she's like oh she was just watching the place for me while I was out uh, come upstairs he's like watching the upstairs oh yeah there was something special you wanted to show me tonight I'm ready he's like very special be really quiet and she opens the door and there's like a fucking eight year old boy in here he says he says, what the hell is that? Not who. Like, that. Like, she just showed him a fucking baby griffin or some shit. He says, what in the hell is that? He's like, Eric, that's that's my son. I've got a son. He's like, I'm sorry. And he just fucking spazzes out. Yeah, he freaks. Uh, he says, uh, I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier. It's I know it's a horrible thing to do. I just didn't think that you would. But now that we've gotten so close, I wanted you to. I hope you understand. Now, here's the thing. Eric freaks the fuck out here. He acts completely unreasonable. However, I do think you should tell somebody earlier on in your relationship than a few months uh, that you're a yeah. parent. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, does he react in a completely inappropriate and gross way? Yes. 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 Uh, but, like, my girlfriend has, is a mother, um, and it was, like, one of the first things I, I knew about her. I, I With think, most good parents, it tends to be. 
<laughs> like it's something you, you tell know? people up front because you need to weed out if this person is going to be cool or not. And he says, "Understand? You hope I, you, like he's so flustered. How can I keep? How could you keep this from me? How could you lie to me like this? I told you I loved you." He's like, "Quiet, Derek. Just calm, calm down. Calm down. You hid a child from me for weeks." He's like spitting all over the place. Uh, and uh, his kid comes up. Her kid wakes up and she's like, "He's like, mommy, you were gone and I fell asleep. Gene, let me watch TV for a while." Why are you yelling? And now she's crying. She's like, just get out. Get out. And he says, trust me, mom. I can't get out of here fast enough. We're through. It's over. And then he get, he flies home. And uh, Monstro comes up. He's like, hey, uh, what are you doing here? I, how'd you know I'd be up here? He's like, I, I left you a note. I came here to talk about something. And he comes clean about what happened. He was like, I got my powers when I was 33. I was a, I worked at a cardboard manufacturer. I was married, I had a kid, and then I got my powers. And then I didn't, I wasn't aware of my strength. I couldn't control my body. Everything I touched just broke. Uh, the ceiling caved in, my house collapsed, and it killed my family. Jesus. And you know, I, I was a fireman, but they started putting me on the news. I wasn't gonna be able to hide. I started a damage control because I wanted to help people because of what I did. That's why I needed the fake ID. I don't want to go to jail. But you were stealing stuff. You knew about that place with the guy with the gun. I want to be your friend, but I need you to act to, I have to know, are you a good person? And this is where it really sets in for Eric. He goes, yeah, yeah, of course I am. And he goes, uh, he goes back into the apartment and fucking Black Fox standing here playing fucking Wii Sports and killing it. Just it's crushing, and Eric is sitting in the dark in his room, looking at the picture of him and Abigail, and just sobbing. Like they've been together long enough to have a framed photo together. Yeah. Also, it's worth noting Black Fox is in his—he's in his burglar outfit all the time. Yes. Like just all, <laughs> like just at all times. Like, this is just when he starts to realize, like, oh, man, I'm really a fucking piece of shit, huh? Um, and so the next one is a World War Hulk tie-in. Uh, to gloss over yes. a lot of it is um, uh, he and Abigail talk again out in the field, and she's, like, she's upset. And Monstro's like, dude, what did you do? And she comes over and she's like, hey, I'm not done with you. I Let me break it down for you, stupid. I can read people's emotions telepathically. That's how I. That's how my powers work. I, you think I decided to tell you about my son because you were being sweet? I can read your emotions and I know that you're in love with me. And he just freezes. He's like, yep. stop, he's like uh, stop looking so shocked and say something. And he turns around... <laughs> And uh, the Hulk is like, you idiots, have 24 hours. He has beaten the shit out of Black Bolt. Man, Black Bolt versus Hulk is one of them. Scroll Black Bolt. Because every, every fucking fake and human fanboy will make a point to say that wasn't the real Black Bolt. Any fucking way. That fight's great. It has one of my favorite pages where Black Bolt just like... He screams or like shouts at 
the Hulk, which if you don't know Black Bolt's power is it's a stronger version of like Black Canary or Banshee's power. Right. So it's a lot of power and it hits Hulk and Hulk just like no sells it and says scream again. It's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, like the thing about this Hulk, like post Planet Hulk, World War era Hulk, he's just like I you, all of you are a joke. I, I don't. Oh, the X Men a... tie-in is so good. I, I gotta go to go back to World War Hulk. I actually, for some fucking reason, own a physical copy of Scar, Son of Hulk. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Random why. shit. I just have it. Um. And so, uh, Visioneers, it goes like, "Hey, I'm getting my kid getting out of the city. Um, I'm no good for this, and my powers are dumb." Uh, Eric is like, I'm going to stay because I'm going to loot. <laughs> you know, I, I would like to take advantage I, of this crime. I would like to rob. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm kidding. I'm joking. God, Jesus. Um, uh, Black Fox uh, breaks into Eric's apartment because he wants to check on him. Realizes he's not there and then steals his weed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they uh, Eric does check to make sure that Abigail gets out of town safe uh, he and Monstro fight the Hulk and get fucking just, just demolished just wrecked just like wrecked. this is the this Hulk is what's so good is like the one of the taglines for the event is it's the angriest he's ever been so it's the strongest he's ever been Right, he fucking breaks Colossus's arms. Like, um, who was it in the X Men he was fighting that was invulnerable? Was it? It wasn't Monet. Who was it? It was somebody. And he's like, "Oh, you're invulnerable. Cool. Be invulnerable in Jersey." And just punts them. Like, I there's no way to undersell how strong World War Hulk is. Like, Darwin is there. Darwin, whose power is to adjust and survive, and what his power does is teleports him away, because that's his best chance of surviving an encounter with World War Hulk, is to just not be there. Like, God, it's so good. Yeah, uh, and the reason that, like, there's, like, a, like, there's a three-issue, like, World War Hulk X-Men book, because yeah. Charles Xavier played a part in sending Hulk yes, to space. That whole thing is yes, he did. his fault. The resolution of that is that Cyclops forgives the professor for not telling him about Vulcan. Like, this was, this is, that's a story I wish got written just a little bit later. That's right before the professor was really having to live with his. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on that is in because at some point in this Eric goes into the Hulk's body yes and uh, you see inside the Hulk's stomach he has eaten a bottle of body wash yeah just just fucking nuts in there man like Old Spice a whole bag of chips there's a fork (laughs) (laughs) he's just been eating anything um, it's like it's a, it's important to note that this Hulk has consciousness. Like this isn't just 
Hulk smash Hulk. Yep. So this man is intentionally eating this shit. Whatever, it'll fill me up. I don't care. Um, yeah, he gets uh, Eric gets caught up in the fight between Iron Man and Hulk, and um, and gets his ass kicked. And he's like, I gotta get big because no one will find me if I'm small and I'll die. And he passes out and he wakes up back on the helicarrier. And he, uh, it's like, hey, the good news is that you're not dead. The bad news is you're under arrest. Uh, and so issue 11 opens with Eric back, uh, back at S.H.I.E.L.D. in the hospital uh, with a gun pointed at him from Mitch. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this, O'Grady. You're finally getting what you deserve. You're screwed. Mitch, whatever. Take me away. I don't give a fuck. I'm just, I went up against the Hulk and I'm happy to be alive. Which, um, you know what? Makes sense, bro. And he says, uh. Makes a whole lot of sense. And he says, I'm sure you heard something about that business on the news. They evacuated the city. I, I, I take it the thing with the Hulk is over. Um. And so, uh, he goes, Did we win? It's over. That's all that matters. How long was I out? You've been here for a month. Shit. We would have found you right away if it wasn't for that business with the Hulk or the fact that you were technically a registered hero so everything appeared on the up and up. The Slaying Mantis? He's like, I know. It's a great name, right? You gotta give me that one. This is that's my limit. That's as much O'Grady as I can take. Please knock him out. <laughs> uh, and so he wakes up in uh, what what uh, what uh, well, I can't remember this fucking guy's name <laughs> all of a sudden um, uh, Mitch Mitch yeah uh, he's like uh, hey we got quite a workout ahead of us we're in one of our one of my off the books interrogation rooms they're all the rage my friend you should feel special you're one of the few people to ever see the inside of one uh, and he's like you don't interrogate people on the helicarrier he's like it's a big place there's a lot you don't know about, but this room is hidden well and nobody will hear you in here. Is this some sort of special questioning tactic? What's happening? Are you trying to get me to admit something? He's like, no, 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 no. You think you actually know me? If that was the case, what part of our poker games made you think that I was even close to a by-the-book shield agent? Fact is, you have no idea what I'm capable of or what I can and have gotten away with. And he explains, like, I first killed a man when I was 15. My dad was beating on my sister, so I beat him to death and made it look like self-defense. Uh, I killed a, a burglar. I killed one of my sister's boyfriends. Uh, I became a cop and then became part of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm a stone-cold killer with a badge. I'm in heaven. I'm Charles Bronson. I'm James Bond. I'm Wolverine. Hell, I'm not just in heaven. I'm God. He says, uh, he says, oh, you're scared now. Starting to realize you're not going to get off with a slap on the wrist, huh? This panel of Mitch is so good. He looks terrifying. Yeah. Also, like I do want to note, it's very funny to hear him invoke Wolverine's name, where just like eight issues ago, Wolverine had that man fucking shook. Yeah. A this, Wolverine this, was, like, detained. Like, this is the dude that talks all that shit, but then he sees the real version of what he claims to be, and is like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> never mind. Mitch, we were, you know? Mitch, we were friends. You don't really want to hurt me. We were friends, man. You think I care about any kind of friendship between us after what you did to me? He says, please, like, he's crying. He's like, please, Mitch, please don't kill me. He says, don't worry, Eric. You'll only wish you were dead. Uh, 
He says, uh, he runs down his injuries. He's like, oh, you're saying I suffered enough, right? He's like, no. I'm saying if I wanted to torture you, it would be very easy. Uh, and then he does. He just starts torturing the shit out of him. And he goes, uh, he beats him so bad he almost passes out. And he's like, uh, I got an idea. I had some time to think while you were out, out of it for a while. Uh, and he puts on Eric's suit, shrinks down, climbs in his nose, and just starts Ugh. beating him up internally. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Black Fox is scaling the helicarrier somehow. Like, think about that for a second. He's scaling a floating fortress. How the fuck did he get up there? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and so he's like, Eric, uh, Eric's coughing up blood, and he says, yeah, you've got some considerable internal injuries. But you're bleeding out on the inside. If you don't get some medical attention soon, you'll be dead. But don't worry, it's going to be a nice, long, slow, painful death. One thing that I... One thing to get out of the way before you pass on to the next life or go to hell or whatever it is you believe. This is going to be my favorite part. Are you ready for it? You have no idea how painful this is going to be. Mitch, <laughs> please don't do this. Don't. You can beg all you want. It'll just make me want to do it more please and then uh iron man busts in he's like what the fuck are you doing man come on and uh, he says to iron man there's nothing you can do to stop me and stark says well clearly there is <laughs> he says it just blast the shit out of him <laughs> uh, he says uh he tells the shield agents to restrain him and uh, he's like, don't worry, we'll get you... Uh, he's like, oh, great, you're the one who stole this stuff in the first place. You'll live, but you're still under arrest. He's like, fine, whatever, just get them away from me. And he says, uh, he thinks on the spot, he comes up with a lie. He says, you got it all wrong, Iron Man. Mitch is the one who stole the Ant-Man suit, or at least tried to, at least. It was him the whole time. He stationed Chris, and, Chris McCarthy and me at Pink Pim's lab, and he used the heightened security around the Wolverine being in there to cover the fact that he put such ill-equipped agents in a place to guard him. That was part of his plan to steal the suit for himself. He knew we couldn't stop anyone he get, sent in to get it. McCarthy took the suit so Mitch couldn't get it, but he got lost when he shrank down. During the Hydra attack on the helicarrier, Mitch killed Chris and tried to take the suit. I took it then without him knowing it. I stayed on the helicarrier trying to figure out a way to expose him without him being able to turn it around on me. You sent him down to hunt me and gave him a lower-grade Ant-Man suit. When it was clear to me that I couldn't expose him, I left. And the note here is like, sort of seen in issue one. Also, kindly, kinda in issue one. Mostly lies. Nice one. Total lies. More lies. Like, this man's just beautiful with the bullshit right now. And Stark looks at him. Like, he explains the whole thing, and Stark looks at him. He goes, He says, You gotta believe me, man. And he thinks to himself, man, if he buys this. And Black Fox shows up and rejoice, old friend. Your rescuer has arrived. Nobody move. I'll be taking Mr. O'Grady in his wonderful ant suit and we'll be on our way. Before you attack me, I'd like to lo I'd like to inform you that I've laced the lower levels of this carrier with high-grade plutonium explosives and the detonators linked to my heart rate. I doubt you want to see what this see this thing flatten half of Manhattan after it explodes and crashes to Earth. And there's just like a beat, and he goes, "How? How did you find me? I attached one of my nifty tracking devices to your ant suit in case you ever decided to double cross me again. I'm not the trusting type. Me, 
Double cross? I'm hurt. This man is the Black Fox, a master thief. He has no experience with explosives or the means to obtain such weapons. He's bluffing. Take him down now. And they fucking... <laughs> tackle him. And the best part is, what do you gain from this, Eric? Like, you're just being shitty to be shitty. You're mad because he didn't trust you. He says, uh, how dare you? Eric, you duplicitous cock. Uh, they take Eric to the infirmary, and he's like, uh, they're taking, they're like, we'll investigate. We don't trust Carson, and he was heading up the case against you. You're not off the hook yet, but I've, rec I've recorded your statement, and we'll, we're going to look at it. We'll see. And so, weeks later, Eric uh, finds himself back in work at the uh, surveillance center. Everything's back to normal. And uh, that's how that issue ends, and we move into issue 12. Uh, the, and so the final issue <laughs> it's the front the cover is great because it's like a bunch of people who've had their books cancelled uh, grabbing him he says what? cancelled? no! I'll never be like you! never! and like it's a real murderer's row of people whose book got cancelled I recognize hardly none of these people it's like Jack of Hearts is up front um, I think that's Leapfrog behind him. That makes uh, sense, yeah. The Thing is back there. Uh, and if behind you, uh, Leapfrog? No, over to the left. Um, like behind the logo. Ben's there. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was saying uh, behind Leapfrog. Is that White Tiger? That is the original White Tiger, yeah. And all the way at the very top right, you can see Dazzler. Oh yeah, sure as shit. Um, uh, and so Eric steals somebody's ID and goes down uh, to the cell where they're holding Black Fox, and he says, "Hey, um, he says, did you hear they're going to be transferring to the new vault, that prison in the negative zone? Uh, apparently, my penchant for escaping it was a matter of record, so I assume you've come to gloat. Not exactly." Says, at least come a little closer so I can strangle you. That's the thing you that's the least thing you could do after turning me over to these fascists, old friend. I'm i I'm afraid I can't stray much from this spot. I had to steal an ID badge from another agent in the cafeteria so they wouldn't know I visited you. There's a blind spot in the surveillance that'll keep my face from being seen, so I gotta stay put. But if you reach an arm out, I might be able to give you a reason to not want to strangle me. While I admit I don't hate that idea, it's must I must inform you, it's unlikely that I'll ever trust you again. Yeah, I can live with that. What is this? He gives him instructions on how to break out, basically. And he's like, you know, after that, you're on your own. Um, you're going to get down from here, which isn't going to be easy. Uh, he's like, hey, I'll figure that out. Uh, but sorry, I turned you in and stuff. I kind of had to. Uh, good luck. He's, Eric, wait! Well, um, I stole your video game console. You stole my Wii? <laughs> I did, and I'm not giving it back. You know what? Keep it. I think that'll make it square between us. I don't think that covers it, frankly. <laughs> I think there's still a debt there, buddy. Uh, Hank is yellow jacket again. I yeah, that happens. That either happens in Civil War or, after, or before Civil War. Because I remember um, one of the big plans that Capside has is they have Teddy shapeshift into Yellow Jacket. 
That's right, yeah. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, this is the final suit. Um, I, it was completely finished when it was stolen. It's in pretty good shape, though. Uh, none of the agents they can put in this suit can fucking handle it. They all just, like, suck at being Ant-Man. And so <laughs> they're like, we gotta figure out somebody who can handle this. And Tony goes, I got an idea. And he, he calls Eric. Um, or uh, But he does this after this thing, because uh, Eric's door beeps and Veronica comes to see him. He says, hey, I've been back for three days already and I didn't run into you. I figured you'd been transferred out of surveillance. I thought I was in the clear. She's like, hey, stop. I don't want to start this like that, okay? I just, I came to talk. Please be nice. And he's like, okay, fine, come in. And, you know, I heard about what happened to you. I didn't think you were a criminal. I thought you just stole the Ant-Man suit to get away from me. I was pretty mad. Uh, he looks and he sees that she's pregnant. She goes, what is that? And she's like, oh, yeah, um, I'm pregnant. Well, it sucks to be you. So like, yeah, I mean, I guess it sucks to be you too then. Like, what are you trying to say? Why do you think I'm here? Uh, he says, you don't mean, how can you be sure I'm the father if that's what you're saying? He says, the only men I've slept with in the last four years are you and Chris. And Chris died a month before I got pregnant. So it can only be you. Uh, and she's like, he's like, well, what do you want? He's like, well, I want you to prove me wrong. I want you to convince me that I'm not who you think I, uh, that you aren't who I think you are. I want to give you another chance. I loved Chris, and he was your best friend. He loved you. I've, there's got to be something to that, something that I'm not seeing. You can't be all bad. He says, you want to start dating me? He's like, yeah, but only if you think you can stick around for the baby. I don't want to do this alone. He says, you want me to be this baby's father. I do. He's like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> yep, sorry, can't do that. Uh, no can do. <laughs> can't go for that. Uh, and she once again slaps the complexion off of his dude. And she's like, you're a coward. You're just going to turn your back on this and run? You're not even going to give this a chance? He says, I can't. He's like, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm not asking you to take me away to some fairy tale land where we can live happily ever after. I just want to let me, I just want you to let me inside and know the real you. Not this shit you trot around to pr protect yourself. I want to have dinner with you. I just want to talk to you. You say you can't? You can't even give this a chance? At the very least, tell me why. And he's like, you think this is easy for me? You think this is the person I wanted to be? You think I chose this? That I could just turn it off? The man staring back at the mirror sickens me. Veronica, if I could just turn it off, believe me, I would. He's like, why are you saying this? He's like, you don't understand. This is who I am. I wish like hell it weren't. You think Chris saw something, in, something special in me? I don't know why Chris was friends with me. I am a horrible person. She's like, I know what you're doing. You're just, he's like, I'm just telling you like it is. The truth is this baby, my baby, would be better off never knowing me. I wouldn't want it to end up anything like me. I'm not saying I won't do anything. I'm not running from, from this. I know your insurance will cover most of everything for the birth. I'll pay child support. They can take however much from me they want. But aside from that, and she's like, you're just scared. And he's like, you're right. I'm scared of this child being another, another liar, cheater, thief, murderer. I didn't pull the trigger myself. I didn't, but I was there. I was scared and I pushed him out of the way. And then, like, he's fucking sobbing at this point. It's like the worst thing possible for this kid is for it to be like me. All that happened, all that I cared about in that moment was my survival. If I had known that it would cause the, all of this, 
I still would have done it. She's like, you don't know that. You can't think these things. Like, you don't re you don't realize how removed I am. I did you know I forgot you? Like I remembered who you were, but I I haven't thought about you since I left the helicarrier. Not one single thought entered my mind. That's not true. Because he does think to himself, I wonder what Veronica's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't have any feelings for you. I don't love you. I don't even like you. I'm completely indifferent towards you. Trust me, I can't do this. And I promise you, if I could, you wouldn't want me to. Like, this is a great fucking monologue by him, though. It's shit, man. Yeah, like, this is... This is the moment that stuck with me from this book, more than anything, was him telling her, the worst thing for, for our child is me being around. I cannot be a father to this child because then this kid will turn out like me and I'm the worst person I know. I don't know why anybody is my fucking friend. I'm the worst. You know? Um, and he goes and he sees Stark and uh, Tony's like, hey, so... uh." You're the only person who knows how to use the suit for anything. He's like, you asked me to help train somebody? He says, no. Um, come with me. And so he's like, hey. they give him the suit back, and he's going to be Ant-Man now. He's like, oh, shit. Um, you know, superhero training. I can do that. It'd be like a new career for me. I'm totally it. Uh, so he goes later that evening to Abigail's house. Uh, and she senses him there. He's he's small in the house, and she says, "Derek, you know I can sense emotions. Of course I of course I'd figure out you were here. Cut the crap." He's like, "Okay, okay. I wanted to swing by, and she's like, I'm just glad you're alive." Uh, oh yeah, because the because the her she he's been fucking missing since Holiday. Right. Yeah, he's been missing for like a month or like six weeks or something. Uh, and she's like, he's like, look. If I don't do this quick, I'll lose my nerve. And give me a minute. You look really good. <laughs> Which is a great moment where he's like, he's been thinking about this, and he looks at me and he says, fuck, man. You know? Like, look, never have I cared in my life for someone as much as I do you. I think about you constantly. Um, do I love you? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever loved anyone else before. Not really. And what we had was special. He's like, had? He says, I have to go away for a while some training stuff superhero training I'm probably going to be gone for a long time I don't want to go I want to be here with you I'm not doing this to get away from you or to run away from everything I, I need to do this for myself for you for my future for our future it's just something that I have to do I don't expect you to understand well I don't so I'm sorry maybe I'm not explaining things right I've, I've never I don't know been honest with someone like this it's not easy I'm going to spend that time while I'm training to trying to become a better person, a worthy person. I don't know if it'll work or even if I even can, but I'm gonna try for you. I'm not asking you to wait for me. If you find someone, if you fall in love, great. You'll probably be better off. I don't want you sitting around pushing other people away because of me. If I lose you, that's my fault for not being ready, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna really try and change. I want to become a better person. And she says, you have to leave now. I do. I really can't stay. So, okay, fucker. Uh, you got a year. Uh, it would take me that long to get over you anyway. Don't screw this up. Yeah, I'll try not to. And Abigail, my name is Eric O'Grady. I'm Ant-Man. And he is 
starts to fly back to the shield helicarrier and sees like the wrecking crew fucking shit up or no that's uh that's creel that's the absorbing man isn't it oh yeah i think it is um and uh he swings by and he sees like a fight going on and he sees spider-man and he goes he's got it covered yeah, he's got it covered it just keeps going and so eric this is the the end of this book eric goes over to avengers the initiative which i think is his last real appearance in anything uh because he does so he does die but i don't remember if it's in that or not no he um he's in um oh what's the fucking team in dark rain because remember he um okay so there's a bit where they make him shrink down and go inside Luke Cage's body. I do remember Luke that. Cage sh- yeah, Luke out. Cage shits him out. And after that, he was like, fuck Norman Osborn. And he actually, I don't remember how, but he helped Steve Rogers come back to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in And the then Avengers. after that, yep, yeah, after that, he's on Steve's Secret Avengers team. Yeah. And he dies in there. Yeah. And then he gets cloned somewhere in all there. Oh, he's also on the Thunderbolts. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. Yep, thank you, Thunderbolt. Um, he goes, and yeah, he's uh, he's in um, the Secret Avengers. He gets like a more traditional Ant-Man costume. Like, he becomes a better person. Um, yeah. And then he does die uh, trying to save like, uh, like a family. And then a... Um, a life me- uh, life model decoy uh, takes his place, and and just that- run around calling himself Black Ant. Yeah, Black Ant is the fake Eric O'Grady. And so this leads me to to my my grand design on uh, the future of Eric O'Grady because they bring him back, or they don't. They technically don't bring him back, but for um, the Ant Man. 60th anniversary mini like an issue on him, an issue on Scott, an issue on Pimp, but they take place during their actual times like it's not like a modern story mm-hmm. but they do that, they make a point to do it, he's a big part of it and I think that's intentional, I think they're getting ready to bring it back to life well, um, the thing is that somebody asked uh, Nick Spencer because Nick Spencer was writing him during his Spider-Man run uh, like mm-hmm. Black Ant and Taskmaster pop up a lot together during that, and he asked, he gets asked like, "Hey, is that actually Eric, or is that an LMD?" And he implied that they would like cover it in the future. So it's completely possible that it's like, no, at some point, this was actually Eric. And so that's what that that leads me to my idea for his comeback mini which I think it is at some point going to reveal that is Eric. He just falls back into being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But I think you can give him like a three to five issue mini of him trying to be a good person. Yeah. Like, And what I would do is I would have it be based on the fact like Steve Rogers is like, listen, I know you got some good in you. Consider this your you being on parole. Go find a fucking superhero. Like there's some superhero team that can use somebody that knows how to use pin particles, go find it. Right. And that'll be the whole base of the mini is is 
Eric's trying to find his place in the superhero world. He goes to talk to Scott, and Scott will tell him how great he, he it is to be a father and shit, and that'll be his 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 basis for seeking out Veronica. Yeah. Um, one thing that's very weird about his uh, Marvel wiki page, they make a point to say that nobody knows if Veronica. Yes. Which I found very strange. Like that just seems like a very weird little weird like little sure tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. So but if you do that, you could have him see Pim. What I would do is I would rename I'd say something stupid like Soldier Ant and just make him like a Captain America side. Like there's stuff to do. Um and the reason I say this is I have a sneaky theory that Eric Green is about to show up in in what? In the MCU. Oh, like he'll show up in like Quantumania or something? What I think is going to happen is, and we can come back to this after Quantumania, I think Scott's going to die in Quantumania and his suit's going to get like lost and Eric O'Grady's just going to be the shithead that... Yeah. Um, he is going to get uh, put in uh, in the fucking torture rack. Listen, fucking Kang is going to just... He's going to put him, he's going to stack him on top of Wasp, and he's just going to fucking shell shock both of them <laughs> through various timelines. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be a lot. Um, but uh, that's going to be this episode. We, uh, I think this might be the longest episode you've been on by yourself. At least. Maybe. Another one that uh, we did with, with Jesse was around this long. But, um, yeah. I'd like to say thank you all for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us all through 2022. Um, and I hope that we all, uh, you know, everything's cool here in 2023. Um, yeah, man. We're going to do a, uh, I'm going to have, I already have for once, I did some planning for the future. So the other, one of the other two episodes, I believe I'm going to do in January are, uh, going to be out uh in a couple weeks uh chloe will be making her return to the show to do uh new 52 teen titans oh boy (laughs) (laughs) um uh so get ready for that if you if you wanted to hear uh me talk shit about how much i hate that book um it's been a long time coming so honestly we need that it's it's been a long time since we did something bad Show. Oh yeah, and people like the ones about bad stuff because the All Star Batman and Robin was one of the most listened to episodes of the show last year. Um, so uh, we'll be back with that, and um, as always, follow the show on uh, Twitter at MCMF Pod. Follow me at Archer Arios A R X H E R A R I O S. The X is a C. Do not make me explain it. Uh, and uh, we will be back. Uh, week or two. Thank you again, everyone, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all.